Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we will be bringing in a guest host to rank our favorite movies from a certain year. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy the show. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of all of these movies. Here we go again. We have finally reached beyond our birth years. We're doing 1983, which... The year of Jimmy John started. Was it really? really? Yeah, 1983. Interesting. 83, what was it? Kind of a nondescript year. Isn't that the Marcus Allen touchdown against the Redskins? I think so, but don't... That's kind of a random thing to remember, but, you know... Um, in In that range. Yeah, I mean... Overall, like going backwards, it's it's getting to the point where it's more movies you haven't seen. So, lots you've it, heard of. Yeah, lots you've heard of, but a lot that. I, so you have to be a little bit more picky, picky, diligent choosy, choosy. with what you yeah. want to watch. So yeah, I didn't do I didn't do a very good job this year. Yeah, I didn't really either. It's my fault. Well, with work, it's with. My job is crazy around Christmas. Well, this time of year, I mean, you have Thanksgiving and everybody, Christmas. yeah. I mean, and uh, we had him on vacation. Yeah, me gone for eight days, and most and movies you're busy I watched, with work. Yeah, most movies I watched was before I left for vacation, so that memory of these. Okay, nineteen eighty three was the most forgettable movies that you watch. I guess, like you watch them, and then you're just like, it was good, and then like a week and a half goes by, like I don't fucking know if I watched that or not. I mean, there. This year doesn't really have a whole lot of all timers, no, or anything really. that could really be considered an all timer. Maybe one, but. I mean, I liked. It was a, a, it was a solid year. It was uh, a solid year, I would say. Well, yeah. I didn't get to, but there's not. There's only like one or two where I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't get to that one. You yeah. know, where it's like whatever. Um. Eighty three, though. I don't. I actually, I just remembered. I was trying to remember what the best picture was, but I remember now. But still, like not a movie. You like, mean for the '84 Oscar? Yeah, like '83 yeah. movie or yeah. movie, but '84 Oscar. Gotcha. I remember now, but um, I'll talk about it. it's on my list actually. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't even know it was the best picture until I was literally watching it. <laughs> but we're drinking the Yush McMaster's Diet Pepsi. They're out of Diet Pepsi at the store, so we yeah, might go to regular. And your, your boys at 98 days without chewing tobacco. 98. 100 days on Monday. Um, I haven't stopped out of the tobacco, nor the marijuana. That's all right. You do you. Any of that shit. All right, Ken. Kick off the worst. All right. So I apologize because I changed it mine again because I ended up with more movies than I should have. Well, <laughs> actually, I do it a lot for Owen. But uh, mine's Trady Places. That's on my list, actually. I, I understand. I, I, I understand why. It's a good movie, but I had considered making that my worst film, also. But I do like it. It's a great movie. Did it make your list or no? No, it didn't make. They my list. throw out the N word like more than they should. Yeah, there's there's the N word once and Negro, I think two or three times. And I mean, it's just full of racial stereotypes. Yeah, I just mean, from the beginning, top to bottom. But here we go with the numbers. Okay, IMDb is seven point five, Meta sixty nine, Tomato eighty eight percent, audience eighty four, worldwide ninety million four hundred four thousand eight hundred, budget was fifteen, ha- director was John Landis, 
Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, bro. Bellamy and Dom Donna Mackey. Donna Michi. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I forgot. Donna Michi was like a big actor back in the forties. He was one of the two guys. He's the guy with the the mustache. Yeah, Yeah, the two brothers. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, there was the the end, the hard end. There was a couple Negro, and there was of course the stereotypes. I, I only put it. I I put it at number like eight on mine. I need. To, I might need to write this down as I'm doing it because I'm gonna forget when I numbered shit. But here's the thing. I think the larger point of the movie still holds up pretty well. Where like just, where I, like everybody, these rich rich men are making their money on the backs of everybody. Well, yeah, it's the most it doesn't matter, and that's you, the point. It's like it doesn't matter if it's Dan Eckert or Eddie Murphy. Here's what I'm gonna say is. It made me uncomfortable with how these old white guys are looking at a black guy. Like, looking at... Oh, it's wrong. It, there's a lot of stuff that makes you a little... Like, it's funny. It's good. But it kind of made me uncomfortable with how with some of the stuff they said. I'm like... Yeah, I agree. I I considered it when we were watching it, because I did rewatch this. I was just kind of like, man, I forgot about that. Yeah. But Especially I'll, even in the beginning when he's like the homeless guy and he's like on a th- pretending yeah, to have no legs. So no it's like, dude, this is like pretty like no doubt racial. All, all, all that being said, I still find the movie enjoyable. It's a funny. Part. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. It's, it's funny, but you couldn't make it as is today. I love the ending too. This just the back of like sell, oh. sell. <laughs> this would be me too if you did line by line today. Wouldn't be me too. It'd be canceled. It'd just be canceled. Be racial. Me too is a sexual thing. Yeah, they would. They would just have to do. Well, think about that's kind of. It'd be more of a Wall Street, calling out Wall Street movie then. Yeah. Which I still kind. That's what to me held up in it. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it's. Is the fact that like yeah, there's these people. Maybe they help. Maybe they started a company with money they got from daddy, anyways, or something. Because you don't get the backstory of these two brothers. Yeah. But like, it's kind of like well. Oh, a lot. A lot of times, it's like not as big a success story as you think. Yeah. For some of those people, and then they're just making money on the backs of other people. It's Wall Street's fucking weird. But yeah, I kind of liked Ackroyd in it actually. I don't usually care for Ackroyd, but he was. I I loved how like in the begin- the first like ten minutes where he's just like everything getting pampered yeah, and yeah, just like yeah. it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's about. Oh yeah, Paul Gleason. It's about oh, these two right. old rich guys that are brothers that um, Dan Aykroyd was their lead guy as a stuff with Wall Street's, you know, whatever, trader. Um, and it starts off with Eddie Murphy in the front, like begging for stuff, like as a homeless person. They ended up trading places because they want they had a bet between the brothers that they were going to change or it didn't matter who was in the position anybody could there's like a, a dancing it's monkey like a essentially mm-hmm. I should not use that fucking terminology no, it's okay. Howard Cosell all over again but, canceled yeah um but yeah and it's, they always always bet a dollar like these yeah. fucking billionaires or whatever the fuck they are i'll bet you a dollar well murphy finds out because he's in the bathroom yeah that's over here smoking weed which is also just funny (laughs) Uh, and then they realize he hears them and realizes oh shit like i've been played this dude's been fucked up yep and then they kind of then i kind of do like i'd forgotten because i 
where there's the guy on the payroll for like 50 grand like who's this guy and (laughs) ends up being paul gleason at the end you find out like oh that's him that's he's like the fucking he does the dirty shit for them basically Mm -hmm. The, 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 there's kind of like the apes the move the ape stuff in the cage is kind of dumb like it's yeah, just stupid uh, yeah <laughs> yeah for sure but like where no one would be able to tell why wasn't he able to yell was he just he was, was duct taped was he duct taped yeah. i was trying to remember i was like because i must have missed that i must have ran up to like grab a snack or something i was like because right. i remember even just saying to ashley like why the fuck can he wasn't he just yelling like <laughs> yeah so that's my worst. Sorry, I was actually gonna choose another one. Yeah, but I never rewatch it because it's so awful. So awful. I, I it. Oh, the movie the you're talking. The other movie. Okay. The other movie was. Like, was, uh, was not awful. I was just gonna say Superman three was going to be mine. That was the one I considered two. too. But I, I don't want to rewatch yours? it, and yeah. I feel like someone's gonna get mad about this one. <laughs> This is more of strictly it's popular, and I've never liked it or understood the popularity. Okay. A Christmas Story. That's on mine. I've That's never. I My mom loves this movie. My a, sister, lot of, a lot of people love I, this Is movie. it generational? Is that what it is? It might be. No, I, get me my, wrong. I don't hate it. I don't think it's terrible. I just don't understand it. So. Can you, maybe you can give me enlightenment. Because all the only thing that's, that I enjoy about this movie is two things. The dad, the dad cracks me up, and just the exact moment where he, oh my god, I shot my eye out. Like, that yeah. just makes me laugh. But, it, like, other than that, I'm like, I can't okay. stand this. I can't stand so this movie. So, how I look at this movie is that it's a little boy. Okay. Why well, you understand the I'll, plot? Let me, no, <laughs> let me put this in perspective. Like, it's what that little boy wanted for Christmas, and he opened all of his gifts and he didn't see what he got and he was really down mm-hmm. it's what it's like growing up as being a fucking 10 or 11 year old wanting that one gift and you finally get it mm-hmm. and that's the enjoyment about this film it was my stepmom's favorite my my stepdad's favorite too so my stepmom my stepdad so this was a yearly watch for this you. was me watching every year and how I look at it is like when I was that age and all I wanted was that PlayStation one. <laughs> and, and then you finally got I it. I finally got it. In 2004. <laughs> <laughs> this was 99. PlayStation's like 96. Yeah. 97. Yeah. That in 64 came out in 96. But yeah, so it's all about, you know, and he said the F bomb on, like oh shit or oh, something. Oh yeah, and was he say this... like? Yeah. But what I really said was <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, there's little things like that aren't bad. I just and don't know. I'm just... sticking their tongue to the pole at the beginning. It has moments, but I I think is significantly overhyped for what it is. Like they've got an HBO like remake with him. Yep, yeah, it just dropped. I mean, I haven't watched it. I don't really have an interest in watching, but. It was this or another movie that you and I have discussed as being overhyped in 83. That I'm assuming is not on your list. It might be on his. A very famous movie. Well, well, maybe. Maybe. But it's just like, I, I don't... It's more about the hype. Yeah. Yeah, I so, mean, I'm sorry, Travis. It's, it's not that it, it's not nothing nothing in it specifically do I remember like being like, all oh, the age is bad. Like, mm-hmm. But I've, I've seen that movie 20 fucking times at least because... 
See, it was never it's a always sta- on. My was, mom loves it. It was never a staple in my family. It's so. a wonderful life is and that which I love. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, well, I mean, I was grew up on Christmas vacation. That was kind of my. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. Movie. Christmas. Okay, yeah, it was Christmas story and that one. But that we vacation. Back I feel back. like you can run. You can watch that like any time. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it was like kind those. Of, the other two you can only watch at Christmas. I feel like for Christmas vacation, I could watch that in the summer and be like, it seemed still like funny. It was always Thanksgiving break is we'd watch Christmas vacation like mm-hmm. after that Friday or that weekend, whatever the fuck. It was just every fucking year. Yeah, we both just took. That's funny. You and I just took one off each other's list there. Yeah. I'm still clean. So this is going good. Go. So my worst film. Return of the Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I kind of, I watched it for the first time. I was kind of in and out of sleep while watching it. But, goddamn, the part that I saw was, boy, Twilight Zone movie. You were talking about that? (laughs) Is an IMDb a 6.4, a Metascore of 44, Rotten Tomatoes a 59% tomato meter, 55% audience, $10 million budget, domestically $29,450,919, didn't have a worldwide release. The directors were Joe Dante, George Miller, John Landis, and Steven Spielberg. Written by a shit ton of people. It's an anthology movie. Because I haven't seen that in a long time since I was a kid. Were any of them remakes of original shows I stuff? Or was it all original? I think it was all original, but that being said, I never watched the show. So oh, I, I love that. I couldn't speak to I mean, there's some, there's some clunkers, but there's some fucking awesome Twilight Zone episodes. But, I mean, it's funny that... You oh, had, but yeah, I know you're you at trading places, but you were Dan Aykroyd him. is in this as well. <laughs> oh, is he really? He's not in that. that oh my I god, was I was about to say about. Jesus. It kind of opens up. It's uh, Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks randomly just driving down the road having a conversation, and yeah, they're ta- telling scary stories or something. And then Dan Aykroyd's like, "You want to see something really scary? Pull over." So Albert Brooks, Brooks pulls over, and Dan Aykroyd turns into a monster, and then credit, or title screen. Really? It was just kind of an introduction. I mean, he went crazy off the rails. Aykroyd? Yeah, he's a big old, like, X-Files, like, aliens are walking among us now. Oh. Here. <laughs> that kind of guy. Yeah. Huh? Well, like I mean, that, it was just, they were in that five-minute scene. That was it for them. It's just an anthology. And it was the first one that... Is why you can't make this movie today. I can't remember who the actor was. He was of note. Walks into a bar uh, after work and just starts complaining about the N-words and the Asians and the Jews and just going off. Is it Kanye West? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three, you can't say two, that, brother. Three, two, three, one. Two, one. <laughs> But yeah, he, was I mean, it yay? <laughs> he's going off. There is a group of black uh, people sitting in the bar, and they're like, Oof. what the hell are you doing? And It's really super uncomfortable, but the whole Twilight Zone aspect of it. He yeah, like, leaves, what's the point of it? He leaves the bar, and he walks out, and he's in Nazi Germany, and they think he's a Jew. So then they go through all that, and he's kind of, taken and killed 
that's then he inter- wakes up. That's interesting, but it's also like. But then he wakes up in Vietnam. <laughs> what the same? And then the same thing happens. And then he wakes up in the deep south amongst the clan. Okay, that's like too heavy handed. And yeah, it's. I mean, couldn't do it today. Mm-mm. So that and like I said, I was kind of in and out of sleep after oh, that. I need a light. Actually, I might wait a little bit. Just hit that bitch. Don't be a bitch. You just remind me. There is actually is a really good Twilight Zone episode where this guy, not to get off tangent, but take like 90 seconds. There's two U-boats during like the war. Well, I think it's World War II. It's got to be. U-boats would be World War II. Yeah. yeah. And there's a guy on the ship, and he's like, he doesn't know why he's there, but he's like, I'm, I'm, I don't like something's wrong and he keeps finding clues of things that belong to him but he doesn't know why he's there like he finds like a life preserver and like like uniform stuff right and he realizes towards the end they're getting like attacked by the other boat and he looks out and he sees himself attacking the boat and he was a ss like he was a he was a he was a nazi and his hell is to every day relive what he did to another boat another group of, so like his hell is like you don't know that to the very end but like right, right, right. and i'm like that's kind of cool like that's the stuff i mean it was an interesting idea that's the type of stuff twilight but yeah that's the opening especially the just going is. through th- like four phases of it yeah, it's like okay it was this inception it, of fucking it, it, race and it's pretty wild couldn't do it today no no and there's the whole like the movie well set plus was cursed people died making this yeah do you know about this show. vic morrow I think that was the one George Miller. John Landis. Or was it John Landis? John Landis almost never worked again. It was yeah. He almost got criminal charges. He was making them work after dark in the rain during his... Oh. The helicopter, they were in crash and it fucking decapitated like three people, including two kids. Jesus. Vic Morrow. Do you know Jennifer Jason Lee? Yeah. The actress? Her dad is Vic Morrow. He was killed. <laughs> he was killed during the filming of this movie. It was a big deal. He almost, John Landis almost went to, I think he actually went to trial for some shit. I think you're right, yeah. Because he's the one that's like, we're working. Yeah. And then three fucking people, two fucking little kids died. Jesus. All right, on to. Well, yes, I have seen this, but was John Lithgow in one of those by chance? Okay, I do remember that. I think he was in the Spielberg. The can one, I, I think. vaguely remember that. All right, can, my please. turn. Yep. Apparently. All right, so this is the debate of the hour. Because he over there said that this was this year. Everything I, I looked up is not this year, but whatever. We're just rolling with this year. Splash. That's this year. That's. Like you look it March... up now, it's not. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, on my, it's on my original one. That's on mine, too. But you look it up on IMDb now, it says 84. Yeah. Oh. It but, says March yeah, 9th, it's... 1984. Weird. Yeah. So... It's not on my list. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so it so doesn't matter. <laughs> it's on your list? Would you have had that? No, it's not on mine. Oh, okay. I did watch it. Mine's IMDb 6.3, Meta 71, Tomato 91%. Here's the dropper. Audience 58%. Worldwide 69,821,334. Budget 11. Director was Ron Howard. 
Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, Eugene Levy, and I forget John Candy. John like when he was in this, like I forgot it was John Candy, man. That guy's if he was alive to this day, shit. This is the first time I'd seen this movie. Be pretty old now. Dude, I grew up with my sister who is I saw this at one point back in the day. I know of it. I never Hola. I don't remember it though. But yeah, I love this movie. It's like starts off as a boy and a girl and he's on a boat and he falls off and he and he sees a mermaid and she gives him breath so he doesn't drown cuz he doesn't know how to swim. And then it goes into modern day. And you can tell that's his memory that's always stuck with him that that girl in the water so you'd always end up at um what's that island called um stepbrothers oh uh oh, catalina, catalina? It wasn't it catalina yeah, i think so yeah fucking catalina wine mixer it's the fucking <laughs> catalina wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> but no so he got really hammered and then his girlfriend leave him and there was a bunch of issues. There was something going on, like, yeah, he was having trouble at work. Like John Candy made some, because that's his place, his brother. Yeah, I ordered bad bananas. Made some ridiculous business move. Or cherries. Yeah, it was something like that. Cherries. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I don't remember how they reconnect. Like, does he just fall off again? He rents that little boat. Because there's no boat going off the island. That's right. And yeah. then the, he just falls in the water, and then he wakes up, and there's this naked girl just staring at him. And Daryl Hannah. Yeah, and there's boobies. Yeah, it's just pretty risque I, for a PG movie. Yeah. I mean, oh wow, yeah. I mean, shit. I've never really been a like Daryl Hannah. Even like I've never. I don't it, find. No, I don't see she, it. She, uh, she's attractive. So, but. who was supposed to play this? Because Tom Hanks was supposed to play... No, there was... Tom Hanks was supposed to play Risky Business. No, what he was, was supposed it? to play Mr. Mom. Yeah, that's it. But he did this movie instead. And Ron Howard was supposed to direct Mr. Mom, but he did this movie instead. There okay, a, that's what I remember. Those two movies had a couple crossover moments. Interesting. But no, like, it's just... I mean, we talked about mermaids in the past. You want to talk about the lighthouse? <laughs> you do not Badge. see Daryl Hannah's pussy in this movie. You just see a weird whatever. I don't even know. You can't even describe that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Robert it's... Pattinson beating off to a mermaid statue. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. <laughs> yeah, we like our mermaids. Um, the Little Mermaid made most of our lists. I don't know if I made. I, can't yeah. I think I might have missed mine. Weirdly, I made, think he got mad at me. <laughs> no, I don't know if I made my list either. Oh no, you got mad when Aladdin didn't Aladdin make my list. Was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Little kind of Mermaid understandable. was on mine for sure. Ninety two was pretty good. Um, yeah, right, my fucking phone is not loading. I need to connect to some shit here. But how did? Because wasn't the government after her or something? Testing the scientific. Oh, it was a scientist. Was it who was the scientist? Was it Eugene Levy? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm starting to remember this. And so then um, he was hunting. He knew that there was somebody there that was on that boat. Because he was, was kind of he was kind of mocked out of the 
scientific community for believing this shit. Yeah, so he was on that big boat that took out the little boat that took Tom Hanks out. That's and right. And th- he ended up on the beach, and that's where he got saved by the mermaid. And then, I don't know how you just... I mean, I guess you just had that feeling like, yeah, you can stay with me. But... I don't know how you just find somebody that's going to save your life. Like, hey, you want to come stay in the city with me? And then I got eight days. And she can't really talk until she starts (laughs) watching TV and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on with this. But, yeah. Not much else to say. That's not on yours, though, right? No, it's not on mine. It's all about a boy starting off with his family trip, and then 20 years later, he ends up finding the mermaid that saved his life. They spent eight days or whatever with each other in New York, and she's like, I got to go back, and then um, the government that, Why, why does she have to go back? Because I think that's all she has before she grows her fins back. Like I think they, it was like a, I think it was well, a little mermaid kind of like a it was, No, because I don't really when know. she took a bath, she got her mm-hmm. tail back. But she could probably only be away for so long. Okay. I thought it was maybe like a little oh, yeah, like yeah, a real yeah. like a real timer. Could be. I don't know. Like they didn't really go into the details why. And but. it ends up with him just going with her. Yeah. So unrealistic. Because the government he's gonna go to prison either way. Yeah. So you might as well just go live in the ocean. So I just pull up <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes for a movie I'm coming up with soon because I didn't I didn't screenshot it. I want to mention two random things I just read. Three, actually. Mike Flanagan's to reboot Stephen King's The Dark Tower. I saw that, yeah. That's super interesting. As a show. As a show. Election is getting a sequel, which is weird. And then Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. I heard that was fucking fantastic. Holy shit. Stop motion animation. I was a little worried about that, but. I don't. But besides that, I'm not gonna be big into that. I don't think. But we'll see. Uh, I like Del Toro. I trust him in about anything. Yep. But yeah, season, I don't have anything se- else as, to... as Simmons calls it. I have season tickets to him. So my number nine. I gotta pull up. Like I said this year is weird. So like normally I can't imagine this making any of my list. I almost put it for age the worst in some ways. The Dead Zone. That didn't make my list. I kind of li- I liked I, it. I did like it. Did you watch this with him? No. He, wa- he Yes, you did. He Christopher Walken, the Walken movie. Oh, yeah, I don't remember it. All right. So it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Tomato Meter 88, Audience 77. IMDb a 7.2, Meta 69. Nice. Christopher Walken. 69. Uh, Brooke Adams, Tom <laughs> Skerritt, and Martin Sheen. Yep. Directed by David Cronenberg. Written by, obviously, the novel Stephen King. And then Jeffrey Bohm, who does, like, so many goddamn screenplays in the 80s, yeah, early 90s. he was pretty prolific back then. Uh, it made, budget was $10 million, 20.8 domestic, no worldwide. So, yeah, Christopher Walken is, um, him and his girlfriend, I think he's an English teacher or something. I think they're both he, teachers. He, I think they're he both teaches, teachers. He teaches I don't English, I think. Because he's... Tutoring the kid later in the movie. Is I think it he in did, I think it has to do with book stuff. Like he gives him okay. some books and stuff. Um, yeah, he gets in like a bad. Of course, it's like just stay, just stay, don't drive home. And then he gets he fall. Uh, no, nah, he doesn't fall asleep. The it's like a rainstorm or something, and the guy driving the semi crashes, and 
hits him. I was telling you on the phone that they were talking. That was funny because I think it's like a milk truck too. It's like there's fucking milk like spilling out of the truck or something yeah, stupid. Something. It just looks just looked bad. Well, then he goes into uh, you don't know at the time, but he, you know his family sees him come out of a coma, and it's been like five years. Five, I believe. Yeah, three or five, something like that. And she's gone. Like she's married another person, which like as a kid, I kind of understand. I guess it'd be tough. Yeah. Depending how serious you were. But um, he starts, I think, is it like the nurse, the first person, where like her son's in a fire? Yeah, she's in a fire at home as it's happening. Everything's extreme as shit, though. That's why I think I'm like, this is ridiculous, kind <laughs> yeah. of. And I've never read the book, so and I've read a few of his, but I haven't read The Dead Zone. I should have asked my mom about it, but she is, remembers all that shit. Well, I mean, even there was something about that at the beginning also, when before the accident, he's having like a... He's having headaches. Almost a headache or a fainting yeah, they go on the, spell they go on, on like the roller, that roller coaster. coaster. Yeah, and he doesn't feel well. And there was no explanation, which, I mean, it's yeah, it that's probably good, goes into I'd depth in the I never thought movie, about that. Yeah. Or in the book, but. That's a good point. I never thought about that again. Like, I mean. Yeah, it, maybe he was already, like, primed some, to have some sort of. Yeah, that was kind of my but thought. Yeah, he, basically, he remembers, or not remembers, he, like, sees the future in a through, sense. Through touch. Like, through it has touch to be with through somebody. Touch, right? Yeah. Well, then, like, he starts, after that, he has a couple other things that are kind of, but he, he starts tutoring this boy, and the boy's pretty quiet, but I think the dad just doesn't know him at all, because the kid's even like, yeah, my dad says that, but, like, yeah, don't believe my dad, basically. And wasn't it his ex-girlfriend's husband is working on the campaign? On the where, campaign. Yeah. They're both, like, just canvassers, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, they're that's, not like, that, that's right. Would be a yeah. canvasser, but but at the very end, she's on stage with him, so she must be somewhat important. Like I said, like that confused me a little bit. Yeah, but he's running for son of Martin Sheen's character, and he's not a good man. He's and from the touch, from what Watkins sees, kind of stupid. It's kind of stupid. Like it's kind of dumb. Like that's why I was like, it's could age stupidly. Yeah, but like, yeah, and at the very end, because he knows. Like Martin Sheen's gonna end up down the road being like a very bad polit, a very bad man. Yeah. Well, it's well, I, like he uh, decides well, to try. He tries to assassinate him, and and then when he misses, he shows his character by like grabbing her child and holding him up in yeah. front of him, and that mm-hmm. ends up derailing his career, not the shooting. Yeah. So it's kind of ironic. Like it's interesting. Did they never say if he goes to jail? <laughs> You just tried killing somebody. Yeah, Did you go didn't. to jail for that? Because that's still a crime, regardless of who it is. One thing I have to say, though, is Martin Sheen Looks- and Charlie Sheen, like, in this, like, because when I watched the trailer to see if I saw this, and obviously you told me I saw it, but I don't remember. Um, but when I saw... Mar- you mean, you mean I- the Estevez's? When I saw Martin Sheen, I was like, wow, that looks like a young Charlie Sheen, too. I always thought Emilio looked more like him. See, I... Emilio looks just like him to me. They, they all do. They all look pretty similar. I think it's the hair, because Emilio has lighter hair like Martin. Charlie has darker hair. Yeah. Martin had darker hair in this trailer. It's still lighter. It's more Emilio's. Like, oh. Charlie's is, like, almost black. I don't know. That's what I saw. Is that they? They all. They. They all look the same. You can all fuck off. You're not wrong. I'm just. Yeah. And. Emilio. No. 
No, I did. I, I didn't. First time I'd seen it. Yeah, me too. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think in a, in a year where I would have watched more or just a better year, it would not have had any yeah, chance probably, of making yeah, this list. Probably. And it's one of three Stephen King movies this year. That's absurd. He was killing it this Wild. time during this time period. And I gave him the shout out on the Dark Tower. Yeah. Thank God they're finally doing a show for fuck's sake. And I mean, and Mike, Mike Flanagan. Flanagan. Yeah, hell sure. yeah, that's what got me excited. Yeah, that's my uh, number nine. Right, my number nine. I, I'm kind of pigeonholing this because this movie has a great twist, but I knew the twist going into it being the first time I watched, but I, I think the twist is so good that it deserves to be like Spit it out, Junior. Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I have that. I've never seen this. There's an IMDb of 6.2, a Metascore of 58, Ron Tomatoes of 81% tomato meter, 59% audience. It had a $350,000 budget. Domestically, it made $11 million, no international release. Is written and directed by Robert Hitzik. Hiltzik. Oh, and you can spoil this too, because I, yeah. I'm not gonna remember. <laughs> I don't. You know, I, like, I don't me... remember most of it, but I've I heard of it. But I don't it. think it was on my short list, even though it's it's a typical slasher, '80s film. Uh, the main characters are. A boy and his cousin. His cousin's parents were killed in a car accident, so she went to go live with him and his mom. Mm. His mom was batshit crazy. You see it in flashbacks a few times, but it's they go to a camp. She's very meek and nervous and unsocial and just doesn't want to do anything with anybody other than her. she'll talk to her cousin. But yeah. And she gets picked on. Anybody who picks on her ends up killed. So, I mean, it's pretty par for the course in that sense. She almost gets raped by the chef at the camp. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's mean girls that do yeah. shit to her, and they there are some unique m- kills in the movie. More of it off off screen than not. It's got a high tomato meter though. Because, yeah, I mean, and eventually you come to find out the the twist is that kind of gives the movie its merit is that the girl is actually a boy that the the aunt that she's he's she's living with is so crazy that she already had a boy. So she turns this kid who just got brought to her into a girl. Oh. And the thing is, is like she never showered with the girls. Yeah, she. Yeah, they, I mean, it was all. You, they now do I'm a very good job of making it look like she's just not comfortable around people, so she doesn't shower with girls. She doesn't talk to girls. But, huh? And this was our uh, one of our podcast people's. Sandy had this. As yeah. One. I don't remember what the category was, but. Yeah, she said, watch this. It's one of the better, if you 
going into it blind. It's, it's a fucking good twist because they don't telegraph it at all. No, not at all. But it's a good movie. It's a good I can only horror. imagine 83 seeing that and being like, holy fuck. Yeah. We could make that today. That <laughs> <laughs> could have very well easily. There's a lot of these movies. No, I don't know. That doesn't sound like it'd be. If, if there's a thing. Something like that. As long as it's not like offensive, that's actually a really awesome twist. Like. True. If it's not making fun of that, like it's just like literally like, oh, this woman's nuts. Right. Turned her. Well, it's a short movie. She was, yeah. Yeah. But hour twenty four. She couldn't be played by a girl. I think it'd we have watched to be a trans on, woman. Did we watch playing it on Tubi? That. It was on Tubi. Yeah. yeah. It was Tubi or Peacock? I don't remember which, but. We have everything. Tubi's free. I, I mean, use Tubi quite a bit. I actually didn't use Tubi this time. But I'll have to look at my full list to see, but yeah, uh, I, it's better than I thought because I thought, all right, I know the twist, the movie's gonna be whatever, but it's still an enjoyable '80s slasher film, uh, even knowing the twist. So I liked it. So first time the, seeing how it. I feel about it. I think we're gonna have a lot of similar movies as we go around. This one I know nobody Maybe. will have, but I don't know. I just think we should just keep going in circles until we, each person runs out. Everybody agrees. Guess unless like it's too disparate. Like, well, I don't care about because I think out. that I happened get... the last time you kept getting pissy and we had like him and I had like three <laughs> movies after you were just done. You yeah. were just like, I'm done. Well, let's just keep going. <laughs> like how? Shut up. All right. I think you didn't count high enough. You can't count that high. Here, I don't think anybody will have this one. I know you don't. Breathless. Don't even know what this is. IMDb of 5.9. That's why. Meta, 52. Um, tomato, 60%. Audience, 49. Worldwide, 19,910,002. Whatever <laughs> Jesus the fuck. Jesus Christ. Um, budget was 7.5 million. Director is Jim McBride. Had Richard Gere... Valerie Kaprisky, Art Matrano, and John Ryan. You watched this while I was up for Thanksgiving, right? No, I just watched it in my room. Oh. It's one of my Sundays when you're watching football and I just lay in my gotcha. bed. Um, but no. So this movie starts off with him leaving Vegas. And, uh... Like in a Porsche, stolen Porsche. Then he goes in a police chase and he goes down like these in the desert and buries the Porsche. And he buries it on purpose? No, just goes off on the side of the road oh. and just goes down. So the cop pulls right behind him and in the Porsche was a gun. And he ended up like shooting the officer by accident. Um, and killing him. So then he ran off. Okay. So supposedly you think he's breaking into this apartment, but he's not. He, it was actually a girl that he had like, you know, Vegas stand with like a four day stand. Like she was there for vacation and he, she's a lot younger though. Sounds like Mexico. Nice. Last booty. week. Yeah. She was Mexican actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, so on oh, the movie she was. Um, Wait, who's the main actor again? 
Richard Gere. Gear. And so then, like, basically, speaking, speaking you find birds. out she's a. <laughs> you find out he's a. She's a student, and um, she ends up like falling in love with him. But he's like dirty as shit. Like, um, he killed the officer. Um, I thought it was unintentionally though. Yeah, that's the thing you, you said. It was unintentional. How is that unintentional if he has a gun in the vehicle and he shoots Because he the stole cop. the car. He stole the car. But and he still ends up shooting the cop? But he didn't realize the car was stolen. He didn't realize that the everything was there. Oh, at the time? At the time. Okay. And so this movie was very much like, okay, what age really bad about is the car scenes because you have them like in the you could totally see like you know the old eighties like and the cars like not really I don't know like when it's they're in the vehicle and they're clearly in a green screen yeah, driving exactly yeah it, like an old Seinfeld episode yeah. you ever watch Seinfeld you're yeah, like they're clearly not like. driving in New York City right now yeah, yeah. so that's exactly so bad. what it is so but you could have put. There's a lot of movies you could put a worse age, but oh yeah, but this one is I don't, like I don't punish effects, very but often. like effects like that you can't it's affect at 83. Like fuck, we're working with what we got. That's yeah, why I don't I don't punish effects. I maybe once in the times we've done this because it's just not fair. Yeah, so you have Richard, and sometimes it's actually kind of impressive. So I mean, I'll just rock it for everybody because at the yeah, very I ending, I don't care. They finally like find the girlfriend that they've been searching for this guy, and she found out like they were. Pre- Engaged, 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 and she didn't realize who he really was as a person. And so, fucking cop killer is what he was. So basically, at the end, you—it's one of those you choose the ending yourself. Like he he has a ambiguous, like basically standoff with the cops with this thing in there, and there's a gun below him, and he reached below to. Just like, hey, just end my life. So you could, they didn't show them shooting. It them. cuts to the credits, though. Yeah, so you could have said, hey, they could have took him to prison, or yeah, it's kind of like he offed himself, or they shot him because he had a gun in his. Yeah, hand. so it's ambiguous is what you'd say. So yeah. like, uh, I mean, but it reminds me of like Reservoir Dogs, where everyone's got guns pointing. You don't really know. Well, you know they shoot, but you don't hear the cops, and you don't really know what yeah. exactly happened. Exactly. Except for like, is this like a drama or is it a sounds thriller? like a thriller kind of? It's a romance thriller. Um, How old is Gear? He was 25 in this, I think. Oh, wow. Because in a couple of years, American Gigolo is up for us. And that's well, he's got Officer and a Gentleman. I think he was born in the late 50s, so that it's 83. So he's, he's like, like 27, 25, 27 in this movie. Cause I, I, was I was looking at the girl. Even in, like, the, in Pretty Woman, which is 91, doesn't he already have grayish hair? Um, yeah. Am I just imagining? Yeah, no, he, I'm pretty sure. He what did I call he's, this? He's movie? gray early, breathless. It happens. Yeah. Oh yeah, it happens for sure. <laughs> Carl no. Ripken's like 22 when he was gray. Yeah. So, I mean, look at the American Gigolo though. I've heard a lot of good things about that from like 80. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I've heard the same thing. Paul Schrader, I think the director is. I mean, look at the girl in this. And look at him. Like I had to look up the the age. Look, he almost has gray in this. Yeah, he's only twenty five something. She looks kind of familiar. I don't know. She she's a, French, by the way. Oh, she's French. She's not Mexican. She's hot. You almost have grayish. Almost not that. I mean, it's not gray, yeah, but like. I mean, he's the turn has started. The turn. And he's not it's gray. Be, there it's yet. begun. But no, like it's like when I was losing my hair. It's begun. 
I was in the thing. They had a 15-year age gap when I saw him and her next to each other. But there's only like a six or seven or something. I was like, holy shit. How did you come across this film? Because I'd never heard of it before. You, I do remember you showing me the trailer now. Okay. You want to know how? Yeah, yeah, this is that noodle fucking out. booby whatever the fuck website. It's sex cinema, and <laughs> you choose the year. So You're fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, sex cinema. You could choose like the number one most nudity film for that year. Uh, we've had this conversation. <laughs> I think on every podcast we've done on this shit. <laughs> but yeah, I promoted sex cinema for a while. Um, where'd you watch it? Um. One of my sites, I want to say maybe two. I watched it in my room. It was like two B. No, it didn't have commercials, so I think it was um, Prime. HBO Max, maybe. Voodoo Prime. Voodoo free too. Voodoo has no, free, Voodoo has free ads. Oh, they have ads. They I have, have ads. Amazon in my room, so you can't have Amazon TV and Voodoo. It's like, but um, yeah, you can't get Voodoo on like HBO. an Amazon Fire Stick. Um, well, actually, let me put it on Watch TV. Or just watch, I'm sorry. Oh, just watch, yeah. I taught you about that one. Yeah, and I taught Tom. Yeah, about I've got it. it on my phone now too. It's pretty good. It's you but like very rarely is it wrong where you're like, wait a sec, this is Oops, I spelled breath wrong. It's pretty quick too. Like sometimes like something'll like drop off Netflix at like the thirty first and you'll know like it'll update. Yeah. You're like, Fuck, where'd that go? Not bad. Yeah, I, I haven't had an issue using oh, it yet. I did watch on Tubi. It was on Tubi. Tubi. I like Tubi. I do too. Um, ads aren't you got what two so three ads, ads a movie? Yeah. Um, but no, I really enjoyed this movie. It was definitely worth watch. I know Sandy uh, when I brought it up, she's like, "Oh my god, that didn't age well." But you kind of gotta just look at all the movies I watched in '83, and I could just put them all as. That age well. I mean, yeah. Not all, but I'd say 80%. Right, right. Yeah. It's a whole yeah, different yeah, yeah. time and era. Yeah. And you can't judge effects like we were just talking about. So. I mean, you can. I just, I try not to unless it's like really fucking yeah, hilariously bad. Really egregious. Like Howling then. 3, which was probably bad then, to be honest. But like, let's just yeah, say like a werewolf down. transformation <laughs> in 1982. Let me see if I can pull up. Uh, I'll pull up. I'm, I'm going to skip my number seven because I'm hoping it's on your list. I'm, or it's going to be on. If it's not, I'll have to pull up. I just don't want to look at the Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm going to wait. It's mine. So I'm skipping my number seven. Right. So my number six. I told you about this last night. Rumblefish. Yeah, I didn't watch it. You were, we were texting about it last on night. On HBO. Right? Uh, yeah. HBO it was Max. on HBO. Was it? No, I rented it. I no, no, say, wait. It had to have just gotten added. No, nope, I rented it. Yeah. Because it wasn't it was like streaming. Whatever. It was on our DVD queue. Tomato. I figured with your thing. It wasn't that, on that either. It was on Plex. Nope. I mean, whatever we call it. It was on. <laughs> it was. We. I had it in the queue for our Netflix DVD. This movie was cool. It was. I mean, it's I not perfect by any means. But. Never heard of it. Tomato meter seventy five. Audience eighty. IMDb a seven point two. Meta sixty Stars Matt Dillon, Mickey Rourke, Diane Lane, Dennis Hopper, Nicolas Cage, Lawrence Fishburne, Jesus. Chris Penn. That's right. We were talking about the cast. Uh, budget was $10 million, Made 2.49. No worldwide. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola. He had two movies this year, too. Screenplay was Coppola. Novel, based, novel by S.E. Hinton. 
it was black and white, which gave it a noir feel. I don't know if I'd describe it as a noir film exactly. But the movie is about, like, Matt Dillon. They don't say what town they're in. It's kind of like, it's kind of a rough town. It's not a big city like a New York or anything, but it's just kind of, or even a Philly. It's just like a suburb of maybe a big city. But there's these gangs. Dylan's like <laughs> brother is Mickey Rourke. It's his older brother. And he's like <coughs> called the motorcycle kid or the motorcycle motorcycle kid or the motorcycle boy. The kid. And he hasn't been seen in years. Like he's kind of just disappeared. But he's supposed to be like a badass gang leader. Everybody loved him. Yeah. In the very beginning, Matt Dillon and his crew, they go to like have a fight. <laughs> They're like... All right, basically we're gonna fight to like beat each other's ass, but we have seconds and thirds, and we have a group with us to kind of back us up. Almost like a kind of West Side Story in a weird way. It's like territorial. And Diane Lane is his girlfriend, and oh my God, Trav, Diane Lane in 1983. It's not her only movie for '83. I have an erection right now thinking about it. No, I don't, but I could. Well, you can film that. Uh, I'm good. She looks fucking great. I mean, she always does, but she looks holy shit in this movie. I didn't text Tom last time. I was like, I don't know if she was of age. I hope she was. <laughs> yeah, like... we're going to get down in the next five years. <laughs> There's some stuff that. I mean, she doesn't get naked in it, so I know she was. I, I don't know yeah. that she was for certain of, but she had to be at least 20. We're going to get to some bad stuff here. In the next but, uh. Well, we get into the Brooke Shields territory, as That's we mentioned I mean. last time. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about Brooke Shields way too <laughs> yeah, long in 84. Yeah, we had a pretty long conversation. I barely sure. remember that pod. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think you passed on the fucking it was that the year before. That was the one before. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, anywho, it was my birthday year, any, so why no, not? <laughs> anywho, anywho, this is like, basically, he's like this bat, Matt Dillon. His brother's Mickey Rourke. His dad's Dennis Hopper. They're all drunks. They're all like the mom left the family, abandoned them. But he's the dumb one. Like Matt Dillon's not smart. And his brother, Mickey Rourke, is very thoughtful. And so is Dennis Hopper. They're both intelligent. They're just fucking drunk. In fact, I think he makes a reference at some point where he's like, you got to be the only lawyer I know that's on welfare. Because like he's just he's a lawyer. He's fucking clearly intelligent. Yeah. But he's just a fuck up. And anyways, the whole movie is basically it's like a, just about like this. Matt Dillon wants to be just like his brother. His brother is like not quite who he thinks he is. He's more intellectual and just kind of deep with Mickey Rourke. Yeah. And there's this one cop in town. I can't think who plays him. He looked familiar. He kind of looks like the guy from Lost, John Locke. But it's obviously he's too. He wouldn't have been old enough. To be right. the guy but with a mustache. It looks a lot like him, though. Also, I think Tom Waits is in this. Do you know who Tom Waits is? The mm. singer? But he's, like, kind of got a crazy voice. Like, it's a Bob Dylan-ish. Okay. He, yeah, he, yeah, he runs yeah. the billiards place. And, and, like, Chris Penn and Fishburne and Cage are barely in this movie. They're in, like, two scenes. But basically, he... Cage... It's funny, but Cage steals Diane Lane from Matt Dillon in the movie because Cage... <laughs> Shady, like straight but up kidnaps her. No, no, no. Shady but smart in a weird, fucked up way. His cousins are in town, and he invites Dylan to a party because Dylan's kind of a dirtbag, and he sleeps with like one of the girls, and he tell, and so Cage tells Diane Lane about it. Okay. And takes, and she doesn't trust Cage or uh, 
Matt Dillon anymore. So he takes her from him. He's like, you fucking told her, didn't you? <laughs> it's like, well, that's a dirtbaggy thing to do. But uh, the Rumblefish, the reason it's called Rumblefish is that the there's an interesting thing where you kind of don't know if Mickey Rourke's character's crazy or not. Because he's blind, he's colorblind, and he's a little bit deaf. And there's times where they're walking, and in black and white, like, well, black and white plays a factor later. Almost kind of like Schindler's List ten years later, where there's like a scene with these fish that are red and blue, and you can actually see them in color. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's scenes though where like Dylan's talking to him, but you can't totally see his mouth, and you hear it from Rourke's perspective, where he's like. Man, we know you're fucking deaf. Can you hear us? Sorry, right? it's like it's almost like he's in his head. Where it's like, is this guy crazy? And at the very end, even though you haven't seen Rourke do anything bad the whole movie, he decides to take these rumblefish that he he goes to a pet store and like freeze them in the water, and he gets shot by the cop, which is absurd. But I think the cop <coughs> he hates the family so much that he'll do anything, and they cover it up. And make it seem like he's doing something violent. Right. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It, it was interesting. It was just interesting. Movie. Like, he tells his brother to take my bike and go to California because he came from California. He disappeared for a while to find their mother or something. And, like, I don't know. It, it's it's just, it's just a cool movie. It was, it was yeah, very I, interesting. Like, like I said, I, I never heard of it. There's a little bit too much Matt Dillon. Like, I like Matt Dillon, but he's not, at this point, Matt quite Dillon. the actor. He's a little bit too much, like, Come on, man! Like just like a little bit too yelly. Well, he's also he kind of is like that anyways, yeah. I guess. But like he's kind of the role he plays. But like Rourke was good in it, and Lane is. Oof. Hopper's barely in it, but I like he has a couple scenes where he's talking about. God, what's the term he uses? Acute something. And Matt Dillon just doesn't understand what anything he's talking. He's just so dumb he can't understand. Like, well, I mean, this is. Is that Coppola directed this? Yeah, it's based on a book. This is the second movie this year that has Coppola, Dylan, and Lane attached to it. It does. I didn't put together until just now. Um, Yeah, I gave this a chance. Because it was short enough, too. It was like an hour 34. I was like, I'll spend three bucks. It was high def for three bucks. Yeah, that was one of the reasons I didn't watch it. It wasn't streaming. Yeah, And we had it on the DVD queue, but... Yeah, this, uh, I liked it. It's interesting. And, like, I like the black and white and the contrast of the colors. And it's more just about, like, just, like, looking up to your heroes. Straight drama? I mean, there's some, like, little bit, a little bit of humor, but it's more just some, some of the conversation stuff. But it's not, yeah, I wouldn't say it. It's more drama yeah. slash, like, Matt Dillon gets, like, stabbed one scene and then he gets, like, hit in the head real hard one time when he's bleeding from his head. So it's like a couple times you think he's ever like die. Um, it's interesting. All yeah. right, check it out. Family drama, I guess. All right, I'm going to assume there'll be some crossover on this one. Uh, my number eight movie is National Lampoon's Vacation. That is no. my number. It's not on yours, really. What? It's my number five. I like this movie a lot. I was going to put it Does on Does it make there. your list? No. Wow. But I was going to put... John Candy, baby. So I didn't think anybody was going to put the Christmas story on, and I wanted to talk about something that's very close to Christmas. Oh, I did. It's my and worst. And so that's why you did it. It's your worst. So that I was going to do... That's the only reason why that's I bad. put that. No, you're good. 
IMDb is 7.3, Metascore of 55, Rotten Tomatoes of 93% tomato meter, 85% audience, and a $15 million budget. Domestically, $61,418,063 without an international release. Directed by Harold Ramis, written by John Hughes. Yeah. I mean, it's... What I love about this is, like, they at least bring Chevy Chase and um, his wife in every single one. They change the kids out all the time. Which is yeah, no they, biggie. They cover like 15 years of time. Yeah, but it's movies. no biggie. Um, yeah, Beverly D'Angelo. But no, what I She's love about well, what I love about this movie is like when he goes on the road, clothes, and just takes 15 feet up in the air, or whatever the fuck, and drops. Oh yeah. And he's out there dying, going through the things, and people are watching him. And then like their kids are already at the gas station. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> like that's hilarious to me. Is like, if he would have just stayed at the car, and was, then then he got the dead aunt. Like, what the fuck? I texted yeah. him at the when I was watching that because that was like the first week after our last pod, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Did you notice Eugene Levy?" And he's like, "I don't think I did," or maybe you did. Yeah, it was the car salesman. Yeah, he's a car salesman. Yeah, and like, who the hell smashes a car? Yeah, that's that right part's after, kind of stupid. <laughs> like, right after you traded in, like. <clears throat> Was it Christine Brink? At least put Christy, on the damn Christy or Christine Brinkley? Chris, Christy? Christy Brink. Brinkley? Yeah. Brinkley, right. yeah. But she was also on Las, Christy, Las Vegas. Las Vegas? No, that's different. They brought her back, though. Did they? In one For of the films. I can't remember which one. Europe? Looked or it up. But I'd have to, I don't remember. But she's not in Christmas. No, that's a different chick in Christmas. Because the only thing yeah. Christmas you remember is the girl at the, clerk, at the counter. But that I girl thought like it. they brought her back. I thought that was a girl in Vegas for some reason. It could be, because she probably aged pretty well because of fucking yeah. help. No offense to her. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo looked good back then, too. Yes, she was. Oh, she, yeah, Jane Krakowski plays the daughter her. in this one. That's right. From 30 Rock. Yeah, and that's why I said mom in the back. Fucking Randy Quaid. The first one in this one, she was the, it's a hot single virgin, basically. I fucking hate the update of IMDb. But yes, she oh, is. Oh, I in, do too. Oh my she god, she is in Vegas vacation. It's the yeah, worst, that's dude. I'm to be so bad now. Yeah, it is. That's why they up, brought like, her back. Page where I'm like looking at fucking shit. What's that? That's why they brought her back because yeah, in the I, first one she says has no kid, and then the next one she says mom or hot mom or whatever in the license plate in yeah, Vegas, it's, it's and fun. so that's how they brought her back. Yeah, so dumb where he's like. It's he's so eating weird a sandwich. I... He's just looking at her, like eating a sandwich. Like he's trying okay. to be sexy, eating a sandwich. Like, it's so stupid. So this is what cracks me up. Is it's a funny movie. No, like how I know this and you don't because I know so much about National Lampoon's like this kind of stuff. Like that's why I wanted to make this movie my thing, but I didn't think the Christmas story was gonna make the list until you made it your worst. So fuck you. I don't hate that movie. It's just oh, I had to pick something. Shit. But now she's credited in both movie, Vacation and Vegas Vacation as girl in Ferrari. Can I say something? It might yeah. be an unpopular <laughs> opinion, but rewatching this, 
Holiday Road kind of was a banger. Oh, <laughs> like, I love Holiday Like, I remember, like, hating that song as a kid. I was like, this song's so annoying. Holiday Road. And then just hearing it this time, I was like... And then I looked at the music video, and it's like... Have you ever seen the music video? Do you know what I'm talking about at yeah, all? Yeah, I know. Or it's, like, people at work, and it's, like, him just, like... <laughs> it's about basically just making fun of corporate America, like, working too hard. Lindsey Buckingham, of course. And I'm from Fleetwood Mac. And I'm like, this song is fucking... It's actually pretty dope. Like, <laughs> it's not terrible. Like, I used to think I used to hate that song. Now, what was the original road trip comedy? Was this it, or was there something? Was like a family road trip? Are you thinking like friend? friend I'm just road thinking trip, like or? like strict straight comedy driving from point A to point B and hijinks ensue. That's a good question. I don't know. I can I was I thought about it earlier. Because there's movies think of I'm thinking of. They're very well trips, made, but I don't know if they're like funny movies, like Easy Rider. I don't. Yeah, think it's that, a funny. No, movie. it's not a comedy. Even though Nicholson has some funny <laughs> moments, right? But, like, but it's not. It's buddy movies, but not <gasps> trip movies. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just I thought maybe this could have been. Yeah, you. You're probably in the ballpark. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I'd need more. I'd need to do more research to like know for sure. But you, you might be right. Yeah, I mean, just feeding into going off the National Lampoon franchise. Like Clark always has a fucking meltdown at the end of each fucking one yeah, of them. He does. He's like threatening John Candy with a gun, and this one he loses his mind in Christmas Vacation that makes Eddie go. Kidnap his boss. Kid. Well, he doesn't make him. He just suggests right, it. And then right. Eddie just... He just has the meltdown, and then Eddie follows through. Vegas, Eddie take, Eddie he takes bets all of his fucking money. Yeah. Like, Europe, I don't remember because it's been so long. I don't, yeah, watch I don't, Europe, like, I don't remember European vacation. I know they... Don't they knock over fucking... Oh, God. Uh, fucking Stonehenge? Oh, do they? I think so. Jesus. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Randy Quaid, I swear, Cousin Eddie is funny, like, in any context. My friend still quotes that for me. Whenever my friend, I go see my friend in DeWitt from Kingsley, Joe Zenner. If we're drinking, he'll be like, Clark, I bet you could use a cold one. And he'll hand me the beer he's drinking. It's such a good joke. It's such a good joke. It's so simple, but you're like, that's funny. That's funny. (laughs) We talked about it on the uh, Goblet podcast, too, the other line about his daughter. Oh, I texted. I texted to him. No, I think if it's the one I'm thinking of. Hold on, give me one sec. I can find. It's like she was born without a tongue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot I mentioned that. Uh, what did I write? God damn it! How far? Have I oh yeah, she was born without a tongue, Clark. She whistles like a bird and eats like a horse. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then. He just responded with the haha, and he's like, "That took me a minute, but so funny." <laughs> she was born without a tongue. <laughs> like, I'm sure there are people that are, but like, how rare would that fucking be in like an American family? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> living like that. Whistles like a bird. It eats like a horse. Because I think he. Oh yeah, he asked her a question like, "How old are you now?" And he's like. Clark, she don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't got well, a tongue. Did we bring up the dog? 
Oh, the piss on sandwiches? Where she pisses on the sandwiches and she's like, they dragged the dog down. Oh, they dragged the dude. Dude, (laughs) I could have made it a fucking. Do you want to hear? No, do you want to hear this? I mentioned that to my mom after I watched this. We were talking. She goes, "Oh my, your aunt Brenda did something like that once." I go, "What?" (laughs) And she's like, "No, your aunt Brenda, when she was like twenty, was at a manual car wash, and tied the dog to the bumper to like." not have it not go away and wash the car and forgot and started driving away and people were honking at her and stopping her. <laughs> the dog didn't die. Oh, okay. It Thank got, God. it lost a little skin, I think, but she, it was an accident. It was completely an accident. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it and it was like, Oh my God. Cause I told her and she, she, I'd never heard that story. And I'm like, Oh, that would be upsetting to see. No doubt. But the dog yeah. was fine. But yeah. It's a Fuck great manual car washes. I'm, I'm apparently, that wasn't on and yours. I thought yeah, I'm really yours. surprised it's not on your list. Yeah, like you're, I said, a, you're a vacation I was, guy. I gave my. Did the other I Vegas had, made yours? No. What did Vegas make yours, or was that your age worst? Vegas. Vegas when Vegas. Vacation. Oh, it was on my list. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised that made it, worst. but this didn't. No, because I told you like, I didn't think everybody's gonna bring up the Christmas story, so I wanted to talk about I, that. Yeah. So that was my whole thing. So. Yeah, because Breathless is better than this movie. <laughs> I like Breathless. It was good. Like, I like those kind of endings with Breathless, though. Like, you don't know if it's you can just choose your own ending on that. Yeah. In my head, he got shot to fucking death. Went out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, that was awesome. Bon Jovi. Yeah. So, right. so what's now? What you got? Oh, yeah, you took mine out. I'm gonna do all the right moves. I did not rewatch this. Didn't make my list, but yeah, same. It's been a long time. IMDb at 5.9, Meta 62, Tomato 63 percent, Audience 39. Worldwide 17 million 253,166. Budget is 5.6. Director is Michael Chapman. Had Tom Cruise, Leah Thompson, Craig T. Nelson, and Chris Penn. Leah Thompson. Yep. And she shows them too. Oh yeah. Um, Caroline in the city. <laughs> Back to the future. What are you talking? Nah, about? Man, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it's basically. I was making fun of Caroline in the city. It's basically about a kid that wants to leave his town. That's like Spute. a. Butte. It works in the, you know, town is all know about working in the coal mines or whatever, like that kind of shitty life. October Sky. And so he wanted to leave that lifestyle. And um, he was trying a, for a football scholarship. Yeah, he was, he was a great football player. Yeah. And what was great about this is Coach, the TV show back in the day. Like, yeah, he always plays those. Coach is funny. Yeah, he always plays those Underrated. football characters. And so the thing is about this movie is um, he's a cocky dick. Like, he just, like, Cruise knows. Cruz or Nelson? Cruz. Like, he knows What's, that. No, it's, that's, like, every role he played in the 80s. Kind of. Like, and he 90s. was supposed to, like, you know, he knows he's a good football player. And he, like, starts turning down, like, you know, internships like to play football and Scholarship. scholarships and um yeah. And finally got to the point where coach or 
his coach, which the guy know now on his coach, what's his name again? Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Well, Craig uh, T. Nelson plays his coach. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's what I was saying. And so that's what's crazy about this is basically kicks him off the team for being a cocky dick. And I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. His girlfriend leaves him because he wasn't a good. He got kicked off the team. Like he was just an asshole. So was I, I? Again, I don't really remember this movie much at all. Was Leah Thompson a bitch in it? Or oh, was, she was a sweetheart. He pushed her away. Kind yeah. Of thing. Like, I'm too good. Break out here for Cruz. Yeah. yeah. I know. He's, he on another, he's on another this. one of mine. Yeah, he's on. Hint, hint. Yeah. Hint, hint. <laughs> That's a good movie. But no, so this movie. Is all about like the high school. Is I'm it, a jock. What is, what is he like? I a safety? Think. And like a DB, I, isn't he? He's gotta be. And so, how it worked out at the end it's like is five four. He basically like connected back with his coach and let him know how he felt bad and um they needed him at the last football game. He won and. So he it has a, a happy ending. Yeah, it was a happy ending. Okay. Who directed it? Did you? Yeah, I told you. Uh, I know. I just can't remember. I can't remember. Michael either. Chapman. Okay. Don't know who that is. But no, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I haven't seen it. I remember liking it, but it could have just been because Leah Thompson. Yeah, she was fucking gorgeous. Back God, then. she was good looking. Yeah, days. she was mm. so gorgeous. Back to the Future. Yep. Yep. Yeah, she made my dick hard. If only, if only, I had some control. If only there was OnlyFans back in the day. I'm sure she'd been fine and not done it. <laughs> yeah, but I gotta use the potty and check to see what's going on with this. You can pause if you want. All right. Well, yeah. Highly recommend this movie. So on to you. Right. Yep. Uh, my number four was the actual best picture winner. Terms of Endearment. Didn't watch it. Never seen it. Yeah. I had never seen it. Never seen it. I'm to be a seven point. Or, sorry. Tomato meter eighty one. Audience eighty three. Meta or I'm to be seven point four. Meta seventy nine. Stars Shirley MacLaine, Deborah Winger, Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, and Jeff Daniels. Uh, it's directed by James L. Brooks. Screenplay by Brooks. Novel by Larry McMurtry. It made eight, or budget was eight million. It made one hundred eight point four million. It's a big deal. Is this um, based on a book or apparently a novel by Larry McMurtry? I don't know if it's of the same name, but uh. Yeah, I just watched this one maybe a week ago. And I kind of started kind of be like, oh, I got to fucking yeah. catch up on some of this shit. Yeah. This movie is, it's it's not one just, that just made my list because, like, I ran out of shit to watch or I Dead didn't have enough time. It was legit it was good. good. Uh, it's about basically, like, from the opening scene, Shirley, Shirley MacLaine is the mother of Deborah Winger. And you hear, like, a fa- the father's voice in the background where, like, she's a baby in the crib and she's like, She's still breathing. Like, stop worrying about her. And, like, she's just, like, overprotective, overbearing mother. And it goes throughout the stages of her life. And you see it pretty quick early on. 
winger leaves with her husband she meets jeff daniels gets married to him he's like an english professor mom doesn't like her of course right or him of course and uh it's like a family drama about mother and daughter and just like love hate where they like are really close then really far apart really close and is this is kind of a is this a period piece or is it it's not set, it's set for the time, time contemporary, I guess. Okay. It doesn't seem anything mm, out of place. Damn, I thought. Jack Nicholson plays the neighbor. I think they're pretty well to do. Uh, the, like McLean and Nicholson's an astronaut, or he's—I don't think he's like an active astronaut, but he's famous. Okay. And so she tells him because he's a real womanizer and like has all these young, young, young. I might not age well. <laughs> a couple times where you're like, yeah. "Oh, those girls cannot be old enough for Jack Nicholson," but. And they like he's a drunk too, and McLean's very cold towards him. But then one time she finally kind of like warms up to him once, gets the hots for him because yeah. she has all these suitors like Danny DeVito's one of them, and like a couple other older guys. And finally, like she goes out with him, and she tells her daughter on the phone like I slept with the astronaut last night. She's like, oh my god, like. <laughs> but Winger's like her thing is they have two kids, two boys, and then a daughter later, and like. Jeff Daniels like cheats on her and stuff, and like she, they moved to Nebraska because he goes to another college to be the head of a department. Well, he moves, he doesn't tell his wife, but she runs into the woman that she realizes he's cheated with her on, or cheated on her with. I don't like the idea of just Jeff Daniels being an asshole. He's an asshole in this. I know. I don't like that. And she, he, uh, I mean, he has, I mean, he's not like completely terrible by any means. Right. But where it gets you, because I've always heard this movie super sad, and I'm like, I was waiting, like, where does it get sad? She gets terminal cancer. Oh, Jesus Christ. And has to say goodbye to everybody, including her kids, and then fucking the end just is like, ruined the fuck out of me, dude. I was just like, Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ, no one of this won the Oscar. God damn it. It makes sense. I heard Deborah Winger, what happened to her? Honestly, she was a big name back she then. Was. She's in the gen- uh, Officer and a Gentleman. Yeah. She's in this. And, like, she got nominated for a couple things, too, in the 80s, I think. I mean, this movie won a lot more than... It won, like, five Oscars. Yeah, Nicholson it's... won. Uh, Shirley MacLaine won. I read the trivia. She, Her and her and Deborah Winger did not get along oh, at really? all. Like, hated each other. And it kind of showed on the films and on the screen sometimes. You yeah. won five. Yeah, won five. Best picture. Shirley MacLaine won in leading. Nicholson, Nicholson won in supporting. supporting. Brooks won for director. Brooks was a big deal back then. Adapted screenplay at one. Was Winger up or Winger no? was nominated. Yeah, she got nominated once or twice. Lithgow was nominated. Oh, yeah, Lithgow's in it. Yeah, he's, she ends up, che- once she knows he's cheating, she cheats on someone. He's like a banker. He's kind of a nerd and a, just a nice guy. Um, yeah, he was also nominated for uh, art direction and sound and editing. Yeah, I guess, and original score. Yeah, I got Jesus so eleven, twelve, nine, all of them. Oh, okay, not that much, but one five. But like, yeah, it's 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 gets kind of sad. I think. I mean, especially when you know, and I can't remember if it's breast cancer or something. I think it is because she's got like lumps or something on her side of her yeah ribs. Yeah, it's and like it's just the ups and downs of like relationship between a mother and daughter. So is it kind of a husband and her? Like it's more about her and her husband in a lot of ways too. But does her daughter like get estranged and then come back at the end? Is it kind of 
No, they're they're kind of off and on for a while. I think it's just kind of like overprotective. I got to go away from this woman. Oh, I miss this woman actually. Let's go back. Like it's kind of they love each other, but they don't always get along. Yeah, that's fair. which is pretty fair to how yeah. relationships are with your parents. No doubt. Um. Winger, it's funny because I see pictures on IMDb and she looks completely different That's to me in this in this movie than I see her in other things. She's like kind of like like kind of bubbly and cute in this movie, and she's got like a kind of a throaty like Johansson voice, kind of like a deeper, mm-hmm. which I like. And then I was like, I see other pictures of her, and I'm like I don't recognize her in anything else. You know what I learned though? This is a while ago. I listened to some true crime pod- podcasts. Yeah. There was a murder of some woman. I don't remember when it was. Probably back in the 80s and 90s. Her first cousin is like a serial killer. Really? Yeah. Deborah Winger's first like first cousin. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't serial, but he was a he was a mass murderer of some kind, which I guess would be a serial killer. But I saw that was interesting. They're like, yeah, that is the cousin of Deborah Winger. I'm like, Deborah Winger? Well, yeah, I don't recognize I mean... Shirley MacLaine, though, is still alive. I looked her up. She's 88. Is she really? 88, I think. And then Nicholson's like 83 or 84. Yeah, he's up there, too. Yeah. He's got, like, dementia, though, now. Supposedly. Supposedly. That happens. I mean, dude, that sucked to be, like, one of the 10 greatest living actors and be like, I can't remember shit. (laughs) Well, go to Bruce Willis. Yeah. Route and Same thing though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was the rumor that he was selling his likeness to some artificial intelligence fucking thing. And I think people took advantage of him, just like every fucking buddy else. <laughs> Loses their mind, no doubt. But yeah, in terms of endearment, I, I'd like like we've talked about variations of what to do in the future. It'd be cool to like just touch on like, hey, let's just do some best picture movies for a while. You yeah, know, we, yeah. there's always things we can do. So 100%. I don't. I'm not worried about running out of material. Hundred percent. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Even if stuff one of us has seen or two of us is saying, yeah. like, oh, let's just give it a try. But yeah, that's my number four. I've got four left. All right, my number seven. I'm sure is not on either one of yours, but uh, crawl. IMDb is six point one. A Metascore of forty five. Rotten Tomatoes of 30% tomato meter, 51% audience. A $50 million budget. Domestically, it made $16,916,617. No international release. Directed by Peter Yates, written by Stanford Sherman. Oh, Peter Yates. I heard da- I was thinking David Yates <laughs> from Harry Potter. I was like, damn, he's had that long career. This is a straight nostalgia pick for me. It's completely fantasy. It's you. It's Lord of the Rings. It's fucking any one of Not those movies. Not my style. Yeah, that's why I waited until you were Crawl going to watch. Crawl sounds it. like a fucking horror movie from the title. Crawl. Crawl. Correct. Crawl. K R U L L. Oh. Sorry, I think I was hearing Crawl, C-R-A-W-L. There was a horror movie. That's why I was like, it like, like 2020 or something. We watched it in theaters. Yeah, it was, it was a good movie. Okay, a good my bad. But no, Crawl. 
I think that's the name of the weapon he has. Okay. I don't remember. But yeah, it's you gather a group of fellow journeymen to go on a quest to save the princess who had been kidnapped. It's one of those movies. But like a quest it, movie? Yeah. It's Lord of the Rings or fucking Labyrinth with more people. Does or, it have humor? There's some humor. Liam Neeson's in it. Okay. Uh, he's really the no. only no, 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 no. main actor. <laughs> of, you know what I'm talking about there? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, it's Lord of the Rings. It's the Princess Bride. But it's darker than... It's not darker than Lord of the Rings, but... Any of it's darker than Labyrinth. It's darker than Neverending Story. Yes. But it's in that same vein. In Ballpark. I love it. No one else of note, though, besides Neeson that I would know? Not that I can remember. No. Um, Peter Yates, you said. Peter Yates. I if he's related to David Yates. He's kind of... Could be. Did yeah. you rewatch this or no? I did. This is the first DVD we got in the mail. So okay. I watched it like a month and a half ago. But yeah, it's, it it was it was gonna make my list even if I didn't rewatch it because of the I love that shit growing up. This is nostalgic. But then I rewatched it and it, it still held up. I mean, the effects are dog shit, but it still took me to that place for sure. Two hours and one minute. Yeah, crawl. I knew you you would you would have fucking no. hated it. You said Lord of the Rings. I just want to burn <laughs> I know. Shit. That's why I didn't Dude, watch it. Dude, you know what's funny? I Somebody, oh, you know what it was? My brother mentioned to me about the Rockland Hall of Fame. We talk about Eurythmics. He's like, Eurythmics got in. And I thought of Annie Lennox from Eurythmics. Yeah, we talked about that. She sang Into the West. We talked about that. Well, last week at a different yeah, pod. Yeah. But, like, the fact that that's 20 years ago. That fucking, like, that those movies came out 20 fucking years ago? Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I think I'm going to be fucking 40 and then 50 and then fucking dead. There you go. Hard to the ground, baby. Um, I don't remember talking about that last week, but assuming we did. <laughs> we did. I I'm ju- just going to bring this up. I think this is on yours, and we're just going to roll with it. You're going to help me with this. But War Games. This was the one movie that I did not watch six. that I really wanted to watch. It's fucking good. Dude. I have did I know, 71, I... Meta 77, Tomato 93. There's that audience 70. We were going to watch this last night, and it was two hours and like three minutes or something and i was like I, it's like 9 p.m already i was like i gotta go to bed worldwide 79,567,667 budget 12 million director is john badham matthew broadwick alice sheedy john wood um debini coleman whatever the fuck loved alice sheedy back then but no I, this kid was just a genius. It kind of brings me to like Ferris Bueller a little there's, bit. Like, I mean, there's a little bit of that. But like, it, he has his sure. computer set up. Like, he's setting up all this stuff. Like, he's changing his grades. He's doing stuff like that. And then he just went above and beyond and just started a bull. Like, yeah. 
Well, like, I didn't watch this. Just, like, from seeing just the images, I was like, is there, like, a... Like, does it get into dangerous shit for him? Where he gets into, like... Yeah, I mean, FBI, the, he, he almost starts World War Three. Well, I was just saying, from what I was seeing, like, I felt like... It, I haven't seen Ready Player One, but I was like, there's some sort of, like... It's definitely... Feel, it's not, it's like, a feel like that, where it's, like, some sort of game, almost, or not I really. mean, it's... It, the premise is he's trying to hack into a computer game company to, to get early release to the new games that they're coming out. Turns out he's hacking. Sounds like something that would happen today. Yeah. <laughs> they hack mean, into this just, and try to steal yeah. this uh, expansion pack for uh, Call of Duty But he ends up hacking into the federal government. And they created some form of like AI where instead of having generals and admirals make the decisions, the AI, the computer, will make the decisions quicker okay. and better and more efficient or whatever the fuck. But as it should, it goes awry. Fucking, he's on the run because the FBI is after him because he hacked into all, I mean, completely innocently, looking for a video game. And then started prepping nukes to be launched at Russia. Was this like Broderick's breakthrough? I know Ferris Bueller's eighty five, but like I think this was kind of the one that kickstarted. Like like he said, it's kind of a Ferris Bueller character he's playing. Yeah, it's kind of just a super smart, but smart doesn't but like, give a there's shit. There's a shade of nerd still, but like yeah, kind of absolutely like, yep. but also cool. Like I don't know. Yep. And Ali Sheedy's the love interest. Kind of. They don't really, I mean, they play into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit of mystery to well, it. Well, she like, didn't want him God, to change looks, her grade, and he great. changed his she grade. She looks great in St. Elmo's Fire. And like, then when he changed yeah. her grade, um, she got mad, and then he kept it there, and then, like, she asked him again to do it, and he's like, oh, I already did it. Like, but, so it's more just, like, more fun? It's it's a thriller. There's some com comedic Sci-fi, elements. To it. Is there some teen, teen comedy thriller? There's not a whole lot of teen shit. But they're supposed I to be teens. Though. Yeah, they're in high school. Okay. But no, I would say like sci-fi comedy. Yeah, this was the number one of like uh, I didn't get to watch. It's worth the watch. Uh, I, it was I, this and the Cronenberg one, which hasn't yeah. been mentioned. But no, which definitely worth the watch for sure. I, I liked it. Yeah. It was the first time I'd seen it. Had you seen it before? No, it's the first time I saw it. That was your choice or his? That's mine. That was yours, but it knocked off one of mine. Well, it actually helps because you're like pretty far behind I on this shit. I have five left. Um, I guess I'll keep going because I don't... Maybe you guys aren't going to have that movie. But anyways... uh. My number three is Risky Business. Yes, my number four. Um, let's see. Tomato Meter 92, Audience 72, IMDb a 6.8, Meta 75. It's got Tom Cruise, Rebecca DeMornay, Joe Pantoliano, Bronson Pinchot. Budget 6.2, 63.5, no worldwide. Directed by Paul Brickman. Uh, also written by Paul Brickman. 
also, I noticed this immediately. It was really weird to remember, notice on a man, especially. But I was like, Joe Pantoliano looks different. He had a nose job after this movie. <laughs> Did he? Yep. Just as Tom Cruise had a tooth job. Tooth job. Yep. So, also, hilarious. You, you're going to maybe understand this more than he would. But you can look this person up. Rebecca Nomorne was 23 when this came out. Yeah, we talked about this, too. Yep. She was dating Harry Dean Stanton, who was, like, 46. Jesus. That's and left him for Cruz. She dated Cruz for a little bit. Cruz while movie. they were making this movie, yeah. Well, that's And hot. she is, oof. Splooch. Anyway. <laughs> yep, she was. Don't care. Um, Yeah, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's the first time I ever saw this. I've never seen this movie. I had seen it before, but I... Didn't really remember. Cruz's early career, but so, I mean, I guess Top Gun and before, I didn't really ever see anything. I guess I've seen, actually, I've seen all the right moves, parts of it at least. Yeah. Because I remember it. Taps, I know of it, never saw it. <coughs> Color of Money, I just saw in 86. Yeah, made that my was list. first time I saw that too. So yeah, I don't really know, outside of like, yeah, all the right moves, I'd never seen an early, early Cruz movie. He's yeah. fucking great in this. Involved. He's fucking outstanding in this movie. I have two Tom Cruises this year. Like, He's great in this movie. Not? Like, this is a great movie. Here we are. Think about this. We're due 2022 in like two, three months when we get to like February, March when the Oscars <laughs> kind of kick in. Yeah. He's going to still be on our fucking <laughs> list. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This guy is unbeatable. Well, it's, it's I hope that, in 2033 it's he's it's still that, doing uh, Praise Scientology. Scientology. Yeah. Praise Scientology. <laughs> How's that going for everyone else? Not well. Although Masterson hasn't been gone to jail yet. <laughs> Jesus. Oof. But yeah, so on to the... Anything else we need to say about this? It's great. No, it's we business. haven't even talked about the movie, yeah. really. What, what were we talking about? Risky business. Risky yeah, business. great movie. So, no, what this movie brings me to is, like, nowadays, like, uh... Um, Everything's OnlyFans with you, dude. What the fuck? No, I'm not talking Is about that where he's going? Yeah, no, no, I'm not I think going he's going to end up there at no, some point. No, I'm not going there. We got another hour and a half no, before I that not, happens. But, uh, Jesus <laughs> Pull my dick out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You grab your hand, I'll grab my hand. Jesus. <laughs> Dutch rudder? No, Dutch rudder, huh? <laughs> Double Dutch rudder. Yeah. correct. <laughs> Wait, we do a triple. Oh, my God. Stop it. The logistics don't. I don't Trap. think that works either, actually. Yeah, <laughs> It'll work. Crazy. You grab his hand, I'll grab Okay, let's just uh, cut it out. <laughs> I'm watching. It's going to be great. Anyways. Yeah, we're putting on the big screen. Um, um, <laughs> risky tell business. Ashley about that tomorrow. <laughs> hey. Risky guess what business. I did. Yeah, um, risky. This, this conversation no. and the movie we're talking about. So, Project about. X. That's I like, what I was going with. Oh, that's a good movie, actually. It's, like it's underrated. He trashed, he trashed the house, and he had to put it all back together. We, I, I remember having this conversation he, with he, you about it. And, like, sale. that's where, like, Risky Business, he totaled his dad's Porsche. Had to pay for oh, that. there's so much shit with like that they steal all his shit. Steal all yeah. his shit okay, do you believe that. that she didn't? She was not in on that. She oh, had she to be. Was in on it yeah, she, she was, was playing him from the fucking start. Mm-hmm. But they ended up together, correct? I know, but it wasn't until the end that she realized that maybe we should. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure I yeah. wasn't like. But no, she was misreading fucking... that. But like, I'm at least 
I remember her um, playing him like a fiddle from the beginning. I just love when they first like have the party and just like they first, just like hi, this is such a. There's all these fucking mm-hmm. escorts there, or whatever you want to call them. Oh, when they do like the. Do you college, know who? Do you know who one of them is? Entry? There's a still shot of her. I found it. Megan Mullally, Ron Offerman's. Uh, I know. Um, um. One of the one of the wives from Parks yeah. What's and the Rec. name? Tammy. Tammy. One two. of the t- Tammy, Tammy two. Tammy, Tammy two. Tammy yeah. two is the one of the fucking women. The Will and Grace. Yeah, the, I know. I do remember seeing. She's her a still, on the, she doesn't even have a line. I don't think, but it's just her in the background. It's just like she's one of the escorts. I remember seeing her on the IMDb page, but yeah, I don't think she was even. She was like girl number four. Yeah, she. I don't. Like I don't think she even has a line of any kind. No, I don't. Even think in the so. background, but yeah, it's. I just. Brought some pinchos in it, and he cracks me up because he's, I know him most best from True Romance like 10 years later. And I think he was on like a sitcom in the 80s. I don't remember. Like a, not like yeah, a Cheers, obviously, been. or a Cosby where it's big. What are you cutting off right now? But, uh. <laughs> I mean, it has one of the more iconic scenes. Yeah, the. The. Bob Seger. Yeah. Michigan. It's been fucking parodied and remade and fucking king of the hill has a parody all about over it the fucking thing. Where bobby's doing it that may i mean listen Dang is it, that bobby? the most covered or parodied or paying homage to like scene a movie scene movie oh i'm sure there's more i mean that's been used a lot i'm sure there is but that one's got to be up there mm-hmm it's up there. Well, you could do the I Am Your Father bit from Star Wars. That's you up could there. Do... I think the graduate with like the hand, like on the glass at the, at the chapel. like That one. I feel like it's been done a few times. Godfather like... has been done. I mean, both movies. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, we all had. Well, we, did we all have that? Yeah, we all did. That was Cha-ching! my choice, too. There's a first one that covered all three of us. Yeah, yeah, I've got three left. I'm not gonna tell. I'm just gonna, like the thing is. Well, let Tom we, go. It's in order. Tom go. I'll go, and then. How many? You, how many you got left? I'm not talking about that. You're fucking out again, aren't you? No, I will be eventually. You fucking coons. You know what? I'll put my dick out. What do you got? Uh, my number. Five is The Hunger. I wanted to watch this one, too. This is the other one. IMDb is 6.6, a Metascore of 52, Rotten Tomatoes 56% tomato meter, 66% audience, $10 million budget. Domestically, $5,979,292. Worldwide. Five million nine hundred eighty-eight thousand three hundred twenty-two dollars. No. It's directed by Tony Scott. Oh. Written by this. James Costigan, Michael Thomas, based on the novel by Whitley Stryber. Love Tony Scott. And this was sold as a vampire movie, but I don't really view it as a vampire movie. You know, I view it as. Oh my god! Let's just what stay off that. Stay I'm off this. Jay Cade. 
I know what you're talking about. I never saw this, but I did want to watch this. David Bowie. Uh, yeah, Bowie. Yep. Yeah, this that was actually one of the reasons I even saw it. Was like Bowie. This is weird as shit. It was different. You watch it? Yeah, with him. We watched night. it last night. Yeah. Oh, nice. It was not good. Is your number what? Four? Uh, five. It's not good. Fuck off. It was good. It was. It didn't. If Travis or if Tom has something in his top five, it's not bad. I trust. It Tom. was in. Didn't. Like I said, it's not really a vampire movie per se. They don't bite your neck. They stab you with a from Egypt that they have. Um, where the fuck was I going? It's gotta be pretty that? early in Tony Scott's career, correct? I think so. Because Ridley's before him. Well, yeah. And after, unfortunately. But you know what I mean. Yeah. He's gone. See, wasn't that like a bridge thing? He did a swan a drive off of Brooklyn. I think. Jesus Christ. That sounds like a fun yeah. time. What was his last movie? Was it the one, the Runaway Train one with Chris Pine? Runaway Train. Or whatever the hell that was called. Because that's one of Tarantino's favorite movies. <laughs> no, I don't know. You're on is. a one-way track. <laughs> we should it look sucks. up just 1983 movie or some songs later. That's not a 1983 song, obviously. But. No. Runaway train, never coming back. I'm gonna be a fake Bob Dylan voice. <laughs> there you the go. wallflowers were big at this time. I'm gonna rip them off real bad. That was his last. Was it Jim Blossoms? Movie. I'm not a hundred percent. It's not Jim Blossoms who the fuck sang the song. Jim Morrison. Who sang the song? Morrison was dead for like 30 years at this point. <laughs> that was his last directed movie. Oh, wow. But he produced after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I like a good vampire. Or you said it's not really, but it kind of is. Like, But like you said, but. Out of the supernatural, out of the monsterish stuff, I like them the best. I'm not a big werewolf. I know. I think you're more werewolfy, aren't you? No. Well, Ginger Snaps is kind of werewolf, right? Or not werewolf. What is that? It's a uh... what? Like Ginger Snaps. What is Ginger that? Snaps is a fucking werewolf movie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I think you're more into werewolves. No, I'm more into fucking ghosts and spirits. And oh, shit. ghosts, spirits. Okay. But I was I was just playing your Ginger Snaps. What you like about that end of it? I mean, I like that movie very much, yeah. I was talking about monster movies in general. Like, I thought you were more of a werewolf guy than a vampire. No. The ghost would be my... Yeah. So... That was your pick, right? Hunger, yeah. Yeah, that was his... Yeah. Like I said, that movie was good. How it ended was kind of confusing. That's kind of why I like it. And, yeah, I just wasn't sure. And it's based on a series. There's three books. They never went on. They left it open-ended like that. For that reason. For but the option. But they never, like, of, followed up on it? No. Apparently there was a TV series they did in the late 90s that didn't catch on. But 15 years later? 
It was a reboot. Yeah. So is it my turn? Well, again, I just saw the election has a fucking sequel. That's 25 years ago. Is it my turn? Sure. Yep. Feel like a bat just hit me. What? Um. The Big Chill. That's my number number two. two. Oh, nice. IMDb is 7.1, Meta 61, Tomato 71, Audience 77. Great. Worldwide, 56,390,659. Budget, 8. Director is Lawrence. Caston. Caston. He wrote it, too. Had Tom Berenger, Glenn Close, Jeff Goldblum. William Hurt, Kevin Kevin Klein, Mary Kay Place. And then a monster cast. Yeah, killer. The chick that played the like Costner's wife, because Costner is the dead person. You know, you, yeah. you never see him. Yeah, I wish they would have showed him a little bit. But the chick, the chick that played is like that was kind of the weird wife or whatever. Yeah. Ooh. She was just a girlfriend at that time. Oh, it was a girlfriend? Yeah, she was like the four or five month. Like they only made Damon so long. I liked her. That was a really good movie. I love this movie a lot. And yeah, I think it, he texted me like I don't know three weeks ago. Music, I was like, "Have you seen the Big Chill?" And I was like, "Dude, I love that. It was so dude, good." Dude, the music they chose for this, on par. Yes. And like everyone was great in their roles too, man. Yeah, like, like Behringer. And yeah, the drug addict hurt. Yeah, and you had a bunch of people that just—I don't know—it was just great. Like Mary Kay Place, or is it Place? Who's the one that just wanted a child? Her, right? Mary Kay Place just wanted a kid, and eventually Goldblum's like, "I'll do it," and then like goes through everybody, and then, then gets offered to the but husband. But then it's yeah, it's uh, Kevin Klein. Which I mean, they a little weird. It's because know, Kevin Collins' wife like, was. It depends I, how I, much I, you love your friends. Like I don't know. Well, like, I mean, she had an affair on him, so it's only fair. fair. Yes. <laughs> like, well, okay. you think of your friends as like okay, would like. Well, if she one of your friends sli- came to you and was like, "Would you? No, I can't have a kid that, anymore. Would you have a kid with my wife?" And be like, kind of like I don't know. She, it wasn't an affair weird. more than just another relationship on the side. No, Glenn Close no. had an affair with the guy who died. Yeah, I know, but it's more a relationship than a No, he's he's right. What do you mean? Like, they hooked up multiple times. Glenn Coase and the dead guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were having an affair. Yeah. Affair I don't is think, not a thing. It's another relationship. I don't think uh, <laughs> Kevin Klein was happy about it. No, but it was a relationship that he knew about. And I don't think he knew him till after the fact. You know... Just that's the thing is like, yeah, I think that's why she's so upset that she cries in the shower and stuff. I yeah. think it's more emotional for her because she loved she kind of loved both of them. Yeah. yeah, it was a relationship. But you don't see Kevin Costner. They cut his fucking scenes. And it's funny because yeah, Tony he... Scott did. Did he do the Untouchables or was that Ridley? The Untouchables with Kevin Costner. God. I think they made it up to him because it's like he was kind of cut from one movie and just like I the star of the next movie, like. And he did film scenes and like flashbacks and yep, shit. Yep. Yep. Hurt. Him and I talked about Hurt during the pod a little. I think where it's like William Hurt was a weird like superstar, but he always played the same guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's Brian De Palma did the Untouchables. Oh, my bad. But yeah, I don't have much more to say about this movie than. I like they were Michigan fans. Good for them. They were Michigan alum, I think, a couple of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of based on the people that Lawrence Kasdan (coughs) roomed with in college because he went to Michigan. Kasdan had a fucking run in the early 80s. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yes. He wrote Empire Strikes Back and Raiders, I'm pretty sure. His first fucking, like, two. That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And then I think he like directed a couple movies, including this, and wrote it. And I was like, holy shit. So this was nominated for three Oscars. Close. To, that's the thing you and I talked about. It was like, all the other actors were great. And then Close, they just chose her. It's like, yeah, I didn't she, think I she mean, was that special. No, she didn't stand out. To me, it was like, anybody else. I would have said like was, Behringer, maybe, or like. It was. It was it was a it was fucking ensemble. Yeah, there's nobody that stuck Sometimes out. Sometimes they always have to choose somebody. But it was nominated for picture and original screenplay. I, I think. thought I think it's better than Terms and Terms of Endearment. It's sad as fuck, but that's it, really no. all it's got going for it in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. but that's kind of weird here, but. Um. No, that's a good flick. Right? Big chill. Hell yeah. This is our, everybody's first time watching it. Yeah. yeah. I saw complaints online of like people that didn't like or not didn't like it, but the complaints are just like it's a boomer movie. Oh, go fuck yourself! Like, Jesus who gives Christ. a shit. I'm so sick of this bullshit. Well, it's just like it. Yeah. So what? No shit. It's still a good fucking. It came movie. out in '83. My yeah. parents were 26 when this movie came out. Yeah. No shit. Good movie. It's a boomer movie. Yeah. Who cares? Guess what? Clerks is a Gen X movie. It's still yes. a good fucking movie. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Exactly. It's just weird. It's like I don't know. It's just like at IMDb, you're looking at it, it's like. Yeah, yeah. I understand. People can play. It's a boomer. It's like yeah, they're boomers. All these actors are boomers, essentially. Maybe not the youngest couple people, but like maybe. Yeah, they're. I don't know what's between boomer and X. There's probably some generation of some kind. I can't. But you never hear about it. Straight. But yeah, it's just nobody cares. Plus millennial and Z. So. Um, that was yours, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. That was not mine. Whose was it? Yours? It was mine. Oh, it was yours. Jesus Christ. God damn it. I'm not going to fucking say it. I don't even fucking have the shit pulled up. I I'm not saying my number one because I know Tom's going to have it. My number seven. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Give me a second. At my this number point, seven. I only got two left. I got one. My number seven is Mr. Mom. Yes, that's my last. Oh, can you please no. read the numbers? Because I don't have yeah, them. I, I love that fucking movie. I, I was Thank God. I, am I knew, DB, I knew um, he was going to have it. That's why I wait. This is my number seven. I waited. IMDb is 6.6. Meta, 50. Thank you. Tomato, 75%. And you have the same number. Audience one. score, 57%. Sure. Is your number one? I have two left. Worldwide, 64,783,827. Budget was five million. Director is Stan Dragat. 
Yep. It had Michael Keaton, Terry Garr, Jeffrey Tamber, Tamber, and, Tamber, and Christopher Lloyd. And Martin Mull. Yeah. Nope. Whatever. I got right there. Martin Mull's the boss of his. But yeah. Go ahead. I mean, this was Keaton's fucking breakthrough. Here I am, fucking. Terry Gurr was kind of in her prime at the time. Yeah. I mean, she had a few big movies. Tootsie and Close Encounters. She eventually goes into... Um, fuck. I don't know her after this, really. There was one more big one after this, I thought. Probably. I just can't remember. I can't remember. Martin Mull, of course, did Clue in 85. He's just... Roseanne in the late 80s, early 90s. He's just kind of a... I love the, uh, what's the line about? You want a beer? It's 7 o'clock. Yeah. Scotch? Yep. What, scotch? I mean, it's just. It's, it's just about role reversal. It's a role reversal for sure. He's playing poker with coupons with all the ladies. and Yep. The fucking mom comes home and, of course, her boss is hitting on her and all this shit. Like, it. I mean, it's kind of paint by numbers, but Michael Keaton elevates it for sure. Yeah, he's real. The fight with the vacuum, the fight with the fucking washing <laughs> so machine. This like reminds of me of the daddy's uh, daddy daycare. Daddy daycare. It has, yes. it has that feel to it. For like sure. it's kind of like a little mix of like, hey, I'm gonna bring this way back, but it's not gonna be Mr. Mom. It's gonna be, you know, lost my job. It's bringing well, back like, ripped to ripped off the day. Yeah, yeah, it did. It sure. definitely did. I mean, the kids cracked me up, like how he just, the first few times he takes them to the store and they're just <laughs> doing their own thing. I think it's based a little bit on John Hughes when his wife, I think he was having struggling with his career and he had to take care of the kids for a while. I could I think be. It's a little I think bit I remember that. reading something like that, but. Interesting career, that man. Now, was. He wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was talking. People who directed it, but was it took place in this one? Took place in Michigan too, didn't it? Most of them are Chicago. This one's L.A. Yeah, that's why it was surprised. He didn't direct. He was well, offered because he worked. At, he got he was offered. A car. Wasn't he like a car engineer or something? Maybe shit. You're right. Right. I thought he was wearing. It's like definitely a not Chicago switch. because he's offered. John Hughes has offered the, to direct it, and he didn't want to do it. And his stuff's always Chicago. Well, yeah. yeah. So I think that was kind of like, so yeah, you might be right. It Sherman, might Illinois, or whatever the fuck. L.A. or whatever. Or... It might be uh I thought, I swear. You I might thought... be right. I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. We watched this one pretty early, too. But I thought he was working in an auto factory and, like, wearing Michigan shit no, all the time. No, you're in the wrong movie. Are you sure? Yeah. I say I, I can't remember. Yeah. It's been a while. I just always liked this movie. Maybe you're right. I, dude, I don't fucking... It's been a while. I wouldn't listen to him. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was... Yeah. A, yeah, he was starting in a... Yeah, you're right. He was in a... If you say OnlyFans, I'm going to start laughing. He started in <laughs> OnlyFans, bro. <laughs> started only. Was so, shot in California and Detroit. I think this is out in, uh, yeah. If it's in Detroit too, then it's probably you're probably right. It's probably supposed to take place I in Michigan, but filmed it. in L.A. But no, that's the big. That's the best thing about this movie. It's a dad that gets fired 
in the 80s where the mom is supporting. It's ahead of its time. It's ahead of its time. Yeah, exactly. It's ahead of that, yeah. Like, it was more of the male support. Like, it's ahead of its time for sure. I choose some of the, like, the Rocky music and, like, the Chariots of Fire music where it's just, like, it's him doing things, like, yeah, he's around the house and shit. I don't know. It's, it's Michael Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. He's one yeah. of my favorite actors of all time. Did he start as a stand-up? I, I think so. Even, that's what I thought, but I was never. And he's 100% like, on that. like, like the last ten years between Birdman, Spotlight, and like even the Founder. I loved the Founder. I don't know if you ever saw that eventually. We saw that, but he was on that opioid. Fucking you should give that a chance. Nope, the the Founder was pretty good. But like, yeah, he's just had a. Interesting career. He got Spider Man. Yep. He's fucking. Somebody made a point where he kind of got market corrected. Like Tom Hanks kind of fucked his career up, I think, and some other, a couple other guys. Where like he could have been in big. Uh, Yeah, but he did fine with Batman. He did. But could you, like, he could have been in big. Sure. I mean, or Forrest Gump, even. Like, it's not that. He could have done that, but could Tom Hanks have been Batman? I would say no. Probably not. But back then when Hanks when Keaton was, there was a big like, what really? Are you fucking kidding? It's almost like us with Heath Ledger when at first it was announced for I know you would agree where it's like Heath Ledger is the Joker? Are you yeah. fucking kidding oh, me? Absolutely. And then when you saw it, everybody, you were like, Holy every, shit. Everybody said the same thing about fucking Keaton as Batman. That's what I'm saying. It's like it was like kinda like but they didn't really? get the opportunity to release that trailer where you get the laugh at the end of the Dark Knight oh, that teaser. That was incredible. Like, Me and Justin he, saw that. I am legend. I forgot. I literally, I still admit to this day, I, I do remember. But like at the moment, in that exact moment in the theater, I was like, dude, I don't remember what movie we were here to see. Like, like I was so excited about the Bat or Dark Knight that I was like, I yeah, I was I was the same outrageous. way. Like, I, like. Fucking, are you kidding me with this fucking rom-com bitch ass? And then you hear that fucking laugh, and I'm, I'm sold. That's it. We're good. Game over. Yeah, Ledger, I approve. Yeah. All right, I have got. Zero. What do we just do? Mr. Mom. Mr. Mr. Mom. Mom. So I only have one left. I, I think. have two. I have zero. You guys do one of yours. The uh, one you don't think I have. Well, I'm, I'm my assuming. number three is Videodrome. Okay, I don't have that because I didn't get a chance to watch. That's the other one I didn't get to. That, The Hunger, and um, God damn it, uh, War Games were the three I would say I was like, eh, didn't get a chance. Yeah, would love to. IMDb is seven point two, Metascore is sixty, Rotten Tomatoes of eighty percent Tomato Meter, eighty percent audience. A five point nine million dollar budget, domestically two million one hundred twenty thousand four hundred thirty nine dollars, without an international. Written and directed by David Cronenberg. I don't think I've seen this. You did not see this. Thank God. This was. It wasn't streaming anywhere. We had to get it in the Netflix DVD bullshit. But stars James Woods. I don't. I can't remember if anybody else of note was really in it. But kind of his prime. Body horror. I mean, 
James Woods plays a sleazy fucking TV executive. He's got a kind of makeshift satellite that he's fucking pirating TV shows and shit from other countries. And starts to come across some like snuff films and shit. So he's trying to figure out where this is coming from. Debbie Harry's in it also. She's kind of the... Blondie? Yeah. Oh, wow. She's the love interest for a hot second. But he gets obsessed with this. He picks up some pirated video feed, and it's somebody getting tortured and murdered. It's it's a snuff film, essentially. And he wants to use that for his off-local channel bullshit. Turns out it's, I mean, it's Cronenberg, so it's body horror. The U.S. government is involved. I, I don't really want to spoil it because it's, it's as gross as like a fly, though, is it? I mean, he's taking cassette tapes into his fucking chest cavity. It's it's not nearly as gross as the fly, but it's it's up there. Hmm. Um. Have you ever heard the phrase long live the new flesh? That's from this movie. I haven't actually. Or at least that was the first time I heard it. It's from a heavy metal song that oh, I like. That might explain why. <laughs> but no, it, it it's kind of a government conspiracy. They leaked the footage to him so that he could see it and then it kind of builds they're trying to turn him into a weapon. The whole idea of this video signal that they're sending is it's a covert operation. Oh, okay. Which he thinks he just stumbled upon. So it was like but they it were, wasn't inadvertent. No, they were focused on him okay. intentionally and it's wild. <laughs> James Woods is kinda like the I feel like William Hurt's similar where it's like I always liked him in the back in this time, but I think he's just difficult to work with. In the sounds of it, yeah. Uh, well, William Hurt's dead. Well, no, but yeah, well, I mean, even back, in, but back then, I mean, even back like, then, yeah, they were kinda, even they like were the kind of animals back in the day. But yeah, it's like I said, like Once Upon a Time in America, which was about my list in '84. He's fucking incredible in that movie. And Woods is fucking everything I've seen him in. Burning, I, him. I think. Yeah. Or, no, it wasn't that was Mississippi. Gene Hackman. And no, but he's in he's in a movie Salvatore. Sorry, it's completely different. I think he's in Mississippi Burning, but he got nominated. I think Salvatore he got nominated in like eighty six, oh, eighty seven yeah. range. Okay. Virgin and, Suicides is like ninety eight, ninety nine. He's pretty good in that. But yeah, his career is kind of. It's ebbed and flowed for sure. You've never seen this movie? No. You should. If you're like Cronenberg, you should watch this movie. <laughs> I just sure. asked, I just texted Ashley and she goes, Does anybody have Flashdance on their list? <laughs> I said no. I still have my number one left. You don't have Flashdance. <laughs> no, I don't. She likes Flashdance. I told her, uh, we can watch that someday down the road, but not, <laughs> not, not now. She's a maniac, maniac. That chick is hot, though. Jennifer Beals. 
She was. Jessica Biel. Well, yeah, back then. Not Jessica Biel. That's Jennifer Beals. Yeah. Uh, Hall and Oates? No, it's not Hall and Oates. Who the fuck sang that song? All right. Maniac. Maniac. What do you have? Nothing? Nothing. Oh, yeah. So, number one. I'm assuming I would be shocked if you did not have it. Is Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Uh, is that your number one? That's my number one. Okay. Um, but not my m- number one of the original. Oh trilogy, hell no! Which it's is probably my number three in a lot of ways. Yep. I, I which made gave me some love pause making it. I love a new my hope. number one. Well, Empire is the best, but it goes Empire and New Hope. Right. I'm, I'm saying making no, no Return for this year my number one of the year because the then I just I'm kind of locked this in with the other kinda, two. Nah, it doesn't. Eh, it's year by year. Even if you had Empire like number two because of like Raiders or whatever, like I wouldn't be like, what the fuck, dude? Well, it's gonna, yeah, be, t- it's gonna be a tough call in a lot of ways. Uh, anyways, yeah, audience or Tomato eighty three, audience ninety four, IMDb eight point three, Meta fifty eight. That's a low Meta. Yeah, I, I was kind of Hamill, Ford, Fisher, Ian McDermott, Frank Oz, whatever you want to do. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Peter Mayhew, et cetera, et cetera. Budget thirty two point five, domestic three hundred nine point three million, four hundred and seventy five point one worldwide. Could you imagine that today with China? Yeah, off the walls. Like think about three three oh nine domestic and eighty three. That would be like twice as much at least. With yeah, the China billion market. dollars. Well, I mean, this day and age you make more of your money overseas than you do here. And that makes about seventy uh, percent of it here. Well, here we have streaming. Oh yeah, directed Richard Marquand, written by George Lucas, character story and characters, and Lawrence Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan again, one and two for me in this year. Means as well. I do. There are some parts of Return of the Jedi that are like, eh, like the Ewoks. Everyone complains, whatever. I still love the father-son dynamic and like. You have a twin sister. Never! You know, just all that shit. Like, yeah, there's... That. Admiral Akbar, fucking being dope. I don't know, it's just... The set pieces, the saving Han from Jabba. Yep, that was, the get, opening is awesome. You get fucking Princess Leia Where you finally see, You finally costume. see Luke, like, dark. Like, Luke looks like he's got the black on and all that stuff. It seems like he might turn. Yeah, Leia and the fucking Jabba, Jabba's barge outfit. Yeah. Hello. Um, Jabba dying. That's dope. <laughs> that, I mean. And then the Admiral, Admiral Akbar and Lando. This was the It's a Trap one, right? It's a Trap. It's a Trap. Yep. Like, that's an iconic line. The speed. The land cruisers or whatever the fuck when they're going through the forest of Endor. Yeah, that's cool. That's a wild scene. But yeah. What does he say? What's the line about... Um, your weakness is your... No, what does he say? Luke says something to the Emperor, like... And he says back, Your faith in your friends is yours. He says something about your weakness as your... Yeah, your arrogance is your weakness. weakness your something. faith in your friends is yours. Something like so like that, It's such yeah. a good line. Like, 
Yeah, and then, of course, like, him turning, because even as a kid, like, I'd still be like, I can't believe Vader was like, nope, I'm going to save my son over this fucking guy and throws him out the fucking thing. Dude, it's fucking yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah, that 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 was the thing. I had a it big was a problem. shock. It's such a shock, though. Like the first time. Like think about when you were a kid seeing that. Like that's shocking. Well, that and when kind of Luke goes all fucking ham on him and cuts his arm Man. off, and he's just fucking. And you, but just the allegory, not the allegory. I don't know, but like when you actually see, like, oh, this man's just a machine. He's not a man. He's not a person. There's anymore. a bit of that. Yeah, but you don't really understand that until. After not fully, but you do kind of. You kind of like, oh, this person's like, it's like Barry Bonds 01, baby. Like, <laughs> this guy's on like roids. A, he's he's on his second cycle. Yeah. <laughs> but just hear him go like, oh, you know, he like gets his arm cut off, and you're just like, oh, like, but yeah, interesting. They they overplayed C three PO with. The, Ewoks, that all shit was kind of. Well, also there's the laugh. I, I loved it. As, as the one that always makes me laugh. You're gonna remember this. What was my rating on this? What makes me laugh in this movie actually? That's like, oh, it's still bad. Even on the remake or the reissue where they added stuff, they sort of not fixed Special it. Edition. Is when they put up the. S- what I would call C4. <coughs> and Han's like, run, run. And they go like a hundred feet. And it fucking blows up well, the satellite, up the which antenna, is huge. Yeah. And it's like, you'd all be dead if that happened. <laughs> like, you're not far enough away. It only blows up metal, man. But they never fix that. And I'm like, how do you not fix that? That's one of the biggest complaints in that movie is that people are like, that scene is ridiculous. That And the special edition, the most... Or they add Coruscant and stuff at the end. No, I'm fine with that. That's actually kind of cool. When they did the whole... Oh, they changed the songs. They changed the songs. That pissed me off. That was terrible. Oh, yeah, that was the one. They changed the songs and the band and on... uh, Jabba's Palace. Yeah, they changed the fucking song. It's terrible. The original's dope. And the fact that it's six minutes longer and they try to make a music video out of the goddamn thing. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. It's George Lucas being George Lucas, though. I still like this movie a lot. I, oh, I do, too. It, but New Hope's better and Empire's the best. It's my number one. But... You have to see how the other years... You can't... It's the thing, you can't compare, like... Lord of the Rings. I, yeah, I have a Lord yeah. of the Rings with me where it's like, well, we're telling the king is is it the best? I don't know. It's debatable. I don't know. I think one of, them one of them didn't even put my list. I think Return didn't make my list. Because I was just like, I don't want to choose it. Two Towers is the only one that made my list. Fellowship made mine. Two Towers, I think, made mine too. Dude, I was on the plane and this fucking guy was watching Star Wars. I think it was uh, three. Wait. Four maybe, three or four. Four is a new hope. Different. The four first is new hope. One. The first one. Three is revenge. We're talking with, uh, with Anakin. Anakin. It's probably three then. Not young, old. Yeah, it's three then. Okay, he's watching that one. I was like, what the fuck? It's not as bad as people think, actually. But yeah, but it's we bad. I we watched all of them, and I remembered hating them more than I actually did. Yeah. Yeah. Attack's pretty bad. Attack is far and away the worst. 
But even watching like the new. But some people think Phantom is. I'm like Phantom's better than Attack. I thought I hated. uh, What was Rian Johnson's one? Last Jedi. I. It's not that bad. On the first watch, I fucking hated it. So did I. But rewatched watched it when we did it with Sandy. It's like all right. It might be the best of that trilogy. I mean, of the Disney produced movies, Rogue One. Oh no, no, Rogue One's the best. Of that well, trilogy, really, you, you could make that arguable. argument. But Rogue One is far and away the best movie they've done since Rogue they One's acquired good. it. I heard Andor's good. I've heard that as well. Like, really good. You don't have to be a Star Wars fan, even. It's just, like, a good show. Yeah, I mean, I, we watched The Mandalorian. Yeah, I that was that also a enjoyable. Great deal. Didn't, I don't think I watched anything else they put out. So is there anything else we missed? Like I was gonna look, I I missed out on. For me, War Games missed out. Um, oh yeah, we had Scarface. None of us mentioned. I thought about it for Scarface Age the Worst. Is, I think it's one of the most overrated movies. It almost was my Age the Worst. It could have because it's like well not just because of age, like it's overrated, but all the actors who are supposed to be like Latin are not Latin. <laughs> yeah, none of them. Um. The Outsiders. I watched that today, actually. For I've the never first seen time. it. It's got a monster cast. That's the Coppola it. Lane Holy one, though. Fuck, are we yeah. talk about Dylan. Dylan, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, fucking um, Patrick Swayze. That cast is enormous. Yeah, and like it's before people fucking see popped. Thomas Howell. See Thomas Howell's in it, yeah. Macchio. Ralph Macchio is in it. Yeah, that's right. The Meaning of Life, which is uh, that's the Monty Python. Never no, seen it. Never saw it. Uh, Christine, which you saw. Didn't watch that. That was the one. Oh, you didn't see Christine? That was the one didn't. we didn't watch. Oh. The Right Stuff. It's got high ratings. It's got Sam Shepard and uh, Glenn, Scott Glenn and Ed Harris. Scott Glenn, okay. It's a Philip Kaufman movie. It's got like it's a fucking look. This is IMDb. It's ninety six and ninety tomato meters, seven point eight. Flashdance, Cujo. Cujo, we did watch. It didn't age very the well. The Man with Two Brains, Steve Martin. Steve Martin didn't watch it, but it's on. Didn't the want to see it. it the, we watched the trailer. It looked pretty shitty. Kathleen Turner. Yeah, she was in it. And then the hunger was like the last of mine. Oh, so random was in that. I didn't realize that. Did you say that earlier? In the hunger? Yeah. I wanted to see the one I want missed like when I was going through my list or going through the, the thing was the Clint Eastwood one. Oh, that was a uh, sudden impact. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see that. I did too. Uh, yeah, Christine was the one. Uh, Stephen King movie we didn't watch. Uh, Brainstorm was kind of a Cujo wasn't great, though. It didn't age very well. Um, Something Wicked This Way Comes is kind of a kitty horror movie. Mm -hmm. Psycho 2 was this year. Valley Girl, I think it was a Nicolas Cage movie. Ashley says boo to us, none of us having flash dance. (laughs) I'm gonna be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Did she have crawl? 
I don't think she made. <laughs> yeah, she I don't think she made a list. In terms of endearment, we're not including her in this. This is my. This is my. This is my. My freedom. Rumblefish, sudden impact. I don't rumblefish, obviously. The meaning of life. Eyes of fire, blue thunder. We watched a German movie called Angst. I saw that ratings. It, it was a good. Nah, it was fine. It's it was an hour eighteen, so it was a quick it watch. But yeah, it was. There was hardly any dialogue. It was all like supposition. The guy talking hmm. over the movie. Artsy kind of. It was art house. Trying to be art house. It just yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was on an initial list, I think. And uh, what's eighty two got? I I haven't looked a lot. I know diner because I always like diner. Eighty two is pretty top heavy. E. T. Yeah, actually, I. I thought E. T. was eighty one. It might be. I might be wrong. It's eighty two. Is it? Like diner, I love Diner. That's one of my favorites. Uh, Blade Runner. Oh my God. Annie, The Thing, Fast Times, E.T. Oh, this might be an easy list. Conan the Barbarian, First Blood, Poltergeist, Officer and a Gentleman, Tron, Dark Crystal, Tootsie, Star Dark Trek Two, Wrath of Khan. What's that? Let's put Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal is not Disney. That's the puppeteer one. It's Jim Henson. Yeah, which is awful. And it's not awful. It's really I can't do bad. any part of the bullshit. King of Comedy, Scorsese. Yep. Don De Niro. Uh, the Cat, Joker played on that. Cat People, Sora, Sophie's Choice, which I think won. So this is a pretty good year, actually. Pink Floyd, The Wall, 48 Hours, Creep Show, Night I feel Shift, like 48 Hours might not age well. I that was my. We I did. haven't seen it in a while, but like I imagine, Murphy Nolte, there might be some race stuff there, in there. Yeah, you're probably, I think you are right because there's an Argento movie today, Bray. Oh, nice. This year. Sounds like it's top heavy, but there's a bunch of shit I haven't seen. So. That'd be fun. All right, Trav. How long to the show? Hour 15. Let's get some midnight? pizza going. Jesus Christ. No, 45 minutes. I'm sorry. 11.30. Um, but yeah, let's get ready for uh, some pizza rolls. Cheese bread. Am I? Mozzarella sticks. All of the above. All right. 282. Uh, peace out. Peace out. Go Lions. Still love this shit. Tight. Lions playoffs. Lions are going to be in the Super Bowl next time we talk. <laughs> yeah, it'll be something. If only. All right, peace. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more... Booze and Bullshit. bullshit.